everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators. And to catch your predator, why don't you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests. No, I hated it. Yeah. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they touch your face and then you leave there and the next day you have pimples. Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important, no predators. Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in the back. Because I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. My nose is already sweating and I'm ready to go. Can't wait to talk about issues. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet, and welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, and Intoxicated is a comedy variety talk show where I shoot the shit with comedians, creators, and characters. Welcome back, everybody. This episode is going to be on time for once. Very excited to be back with two awesome guests this week. This week on the podcast, I have returning guest and good friend, Kyle Carpenter, who I enjoy quite a bit, and also a brand new guest, Brad McDonald. I gotta say, this was a really fun episode, I think mostly because you really got to see how much these two enjoyed each other. It's just, it's just quite wonderful. It was awesome to see them cracking each other up. This was super fun all around. There's some silliness. We also talk a lot about our neuroses and stuff like that. I will be linking below to a new sketch comedy show on CBC Gem, which Brad is a part of. It's freaking awesome. So I'm going to make sure that you guys can check that out. I do have some shows coming up if you guys are interested in that. Um, And normally I wouldn't plug like my open mic shows that I do but people ask me all the time. I get lots of messages. When's your next show? When's your next show? And like, you know, I do reshare things on Instagram stories, but you know, sometimes people just don't, don't see those or they just skim through really fast and they don't realize that that has the information that they want. So a couple show plugs. I will be at Gus's pub on Monday, November 16th. I will be at the basement of the shoe, which is the basement of Economy Shoe Shop, on Sunday, November 22nd. And I will be at Oasis Comedy Tuesday. That's, of course, at Oasis on November 24th. So that's where I will be for the rest of November. If you want to come out, that would be great. Bring your friends. Remember that I still suck. Um, but you know what? Come come for me, but stay for all the other awesome comics that are way better than me. Just have your expectations 
very low because I'm still less than 30 sets into this crazy thing called stand-up. And uh, speaking of comics that are way, way better than me, friend of the podcast Kyle Barnett is actually doing a comedy album EP taping at Elle's Bistro on November 21st, and I'm going to link below to that as well because you guys should come to that. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's really cool to be part of an album taping. Comics bring like their A-plus game to them, and you're not going to regret it. He's going to have some guest comics on there as well. It's going to be a great show. So please come out to Elle's Bistro on November 21st. If you do like what I'm doing here on the podcast, do make sure that you are subscribed on whatever podcast app you use and send an Apple podcast rating or review my way. That would be very, very helpful. But also just tell your friends, share the podcast, do whatever you can to spread the word about it. I would greatly appreciate that. You can also follow Intoxicated on social media. That's Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. That is youtube.com backslash intoxicated. And yeah, just tell your friends about the podcast. At the end of the day, that is the best promotion that I could ask for. That's about it, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this week's awesome episode with Brad McDonald and Kyle Carpenter. All right. You guys have a conversation. Hello. I shouldn't have killed that child by the ditch. Hi, Brad. How are you? Good. How are you? How are How are you doing? I'm great. I'm better now. You got a little glow in your eyes there. Do, Where'd yeah. that come from? Just happiness. Joy. I feel like this is your guys' podcast now. <laughs> Like, this whole thing was just orchestrated happiness. so you guys could talk. <laughs> happiness and joy. Happiness and joy will drop. And Sorry, but it will drop uh, January 2000, 2000, uh, um, in 2001. <laughs> I'm actually just going to keep these on. I feel like more professional with these headphones on. It seems Ooh. like you're and, in charge. And I can hear, like, I can, I, I can hear you guys really well. I wish I had headphones for you guys, but I don't yet. Can you hear my acid reflux uh, if percolating you, through just the have you ever listened my esophageal sphincter? It is pretty wild to listen to your stomach. It's like a baby kicking. Only my body's dying. I don't hear anything. Oh fuck! No, not quite. There's Wouldn't definitely be- something going on there, but not much. <laughs> not much. Wouldn't it be wild if you just heard a heartbeat randomly? <laughs> or if you like, yeah, you're touching your cider, and you- he is glowing because <laughs> I'm next to Kyle. Could be preggers. I like you on this mic. It's a little bit. You look like a crooner. Well, number one, Kyle Carpenter has a great podcast. You have a great podcast voice. Oh, people <clears throat> say that. I don't believe it because I've edited myself in podcasts, and I think my voice is awful. It's so flat. I don't think no, so. it's oh. rich and full. Oh, well, thank you. Very rich, very full. It's nice to hear. Um, but yeah, no. When you do edit your voice, you do grow grow to hate it. So I'm bad. the same. I'm the same. When you start to recognize your own mouth clicks mm-hmm. in the waveform, mm-hmm. like, uh, mm-hmm. like, oh, oh. Awful. Yeah. And you can predict the ums before they happen when you're listening back. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an um, um, right there. I don't mind an um, though. I think ums make the conversation more natural. I would eradicate every um. <laughs> 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 we are quite different people. I don't know about that. <laughs> Ooh. Well, guys, we're going to get right into it. Um, 
I'm very excited to be here today with two awesome guests. One returning, one is brand new. Returning guest Kyle Carpenter is here. Hi. Welcome back, buddy. Thank you. Very second excited. Time? Only second, second time? Second time, yeah. I, it feels like you should have been on more. Scheduling but. conflicts. Oh, scheduling is the fucking bane of my existence. Um, but also, we have a brand new guest, Mr. Brad McDonald. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Feeling uh, good. <laughs> I've been bugging you for a while to do the podcast. No, you haven't been bugging me at all. Just trying to be mysterious and hard to reach, you know? <laughs> Playing podcast hard to get. My nose is already sweating and I'm ready to go. Can't wait to talk about issues. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be uh, great. That could be the sound clip for my podcast. Mm. <laughs> Anything goes. That's really what it's about. No, very nice to be here. It's it's uh, You got a great setup. This microphone seems like very professional, I would say. It is. Yeah. Is it the same ones that uh, Kyle and Brandon use? The SM58s? Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah. use some dog shit, I think. Just some dog shit mics. Like, oh, they're Tell them I said that. <laughs> I don't know. Just like they were trying to connect like an old telephone to some kind of like a, a dishwasher. I don't know. Some weird project. <laughs> Chaos. Not like these mics. Precision. These mics are industry standard for pretty much anything you need them for. So they're good for podcasting, but they're also good for like live performance. Like, like any live venue probably yep. uses these mics. Um, that said, when I am famous and rich, I do want to get those tube mics that are like $600 each. Right on. Ooh. Those podcast tube mics yeah. that all the fancy podcasters use. Those break real easy though. Do they? Oh, yep. that sucks. Yeah, I forget cardioid and condenser is the difference. And one is this this is sturdy as hell. You could drop this out of an airplane. You could, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're sturdy as fuck. They're great. And I'm getting a fourth one soon so that um me, Adrian, Kirsten, and Al that can do an episode together. We're gonna do oh, Yeah. Yeah, four of us just ranting about women in comedy. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say microphone and equipment. You know? Ranting about microphones. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> But this seems to be working well. Like it's picking up sound, which I think is great. See my last. It's a very like, astute observation, Brad. My laugh, my waveform when I'm not I laugh, smarter. Looks like <laughs> <laughs> looks like I'm chopping wood every time I laugh. That's what Albert Coombs noticed when he recorded with me last time. <laughs> How does it look like you're chopping? Oh, I see. Well, when I get if, it. One of you has to make me laugh for it to happen again. Uh, Kyle. No. <laughs> Uh, Kyle, do, okay, Kyle do something. There it is. <laughs> there it is. See? Yeah. Mm. Everyone's everyone's waveform looks slightly different. And some people are just really soft spoken and really quiet. You little baby. Little baby waveforms. Ooh, my little baby. And this is taking a turn. This <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Welcome to the show. <laughs> We're just a bunch of little babies. Is that what you think of us? Is that why you had us on your podcast? <laughs> I Just mean, because I'm wearing a diaper does not mean... You tell her. <laughs> tell her, Kyle. I'm a man who demands dignity, respect, and my diaper. Well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> I am taking these off because they are too warm on my head. Yeah. Um. Wow, different world, though. Holy shit. I can't hear you guys as well now. That's why. Oh, I thought you meant Joe Biden. Oh yes, we are doing this on the on the day that <laughs> Joe Biden got elected. We're gonna have to address it so Brad can uh, get out of his feelings about it. 
How do we feel? Good. <laughs> I think it's a good thing. I don't think he's the best guy, but he's better than a shit demon. Yeah. It's kind of like... I'm sorry I brought it up. We don't have to get into it. He's the fuck boy that dresses nice. I don't know how he has so much... There's I don't want to say mon- anything good about him. Yeah. I think he's a monster. But how does that man have so much energy? Like, he has COVID, and he's still ranting. Joe Biden has COVID? Uh, no, Trump. And he's oh, still Trump. ranting and raving, and, you know, he's a shit monster. Uh, but how does he keep going? Uh, I think pharmaceuticals. Is it the devil's making? I don't know. I saw a whole Twitter thread that noticed, like, his... He had a drawer open with a ton of, like, cough medicine that's, like, outlawed in America. <laughs> and it was, like, an undoctored photo. I don't know. I heard that he was feasting on the fingers of Mitch McConnell, and that's why his yeah. hands are so bruised. <laughs> so he was taking that. His, Mitch McConnell has teenage blood. Did you know that? Oh. It's like I'm young blood. So, so depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle just keeps getting disappointed. <laughs> I just, yeah, you know. I shouldn't have brought it up. I apologize. Again, better disappointment than a monster, but like, come on. There's, uh, hmm. It's been a long time. Let's let's talk about happier things. Yeah, fair enough. But one thing I do think that's also really awesome about the election is Kamala 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 Harris, first woman vice president. Baby. Killing it, killing it. I'm every woman, and it's, it's all, all in me. me. Get everything you want, it's all, baby. Good tune. I don't know the rest of it. Yeah, me neither. Really. She went. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Oh, cut that. A <laughs> school I've heard of. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can. Whatever. Just want to keep my job that I don't have there. Please cut. Can you do that with Sarah, video? It doesn't that. matter. We could. I, yeah, I I edit on the spot and I also self talk myself when I'm. You're doing great, Sarah. Just edit that last part. Fantastic. Thank right. you. Yeah, it's all about positive. I I'm trying to be more positive, but I'm naturally not a positive person. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not. You must know this about me. I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm pretty ranty. I'm I've pretty, gathered that. <laughs> I'm pretty negative, but I'm really trying these days. What about you guys? Are you guys trying to be more positive? Um, I feel like we're similar in that I, I think that we both have some chronic pain stuff. <laughs> Emotional like I, or physical? No, like I have physical chronic pain that I've been like working on correcting, and mm-hmm. like uh, it's like nerve pain in the pelvis. Horrible. Sucks. But then you see someone who like can barely walk and you're like, shut the fuck up. Don't talk about your pelvic pain. Idiot. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck off and die. But then you're like, no, it does hurt. Um, so I feel like that really affects my moods. And lately, what I'm figuring out is that I'll vocalize anything I feel. And that's not really a good thing. Because what it does is it makes people have to reassure you that you're okay. And so I'm picking out yeah, moments yeah. where I would do that and I stop myself from doing that. Oh, interesting. That's what I'm doing lately. Because do you think that they think, do you think that they think that you're complaining? I think, or- I think that they, the people that I do it around are people that really care. And I think they think, oh, I really wish I could help. And then it makes them feel sort of paralyzed by me saying these things that they can't help, you know? That's yeah. fair. Like an obligation. So, totally. So I'm trying to like, I guess overall complain less. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it would be wild to say don't complain ever. Like that's just like this fake, oh, like fake yeah. positivity. I don't like. Yeah, I like I like sarcastic positivity. Yes, quite a lot. I don't like know. when things are shitty, you just go, "Well, everything's great." A gallows yeah. humor. Well, this I, rules. Yeah, I think that yeah, too. It's day. like 
imagine your lowest moments. It's like it's usually I remember being super depressed and watching Curb Your Enthusiasm bloopers <laughs> in bed on a, like a friggin' Tuesday oh. for hours. And it got me through. And I was mm-hmm. like, life is absurd. You're all right. It's going to be okay. Yep. Yeah. There's like, there's two ways, you know, none of this matters. And you can look at that like, none of this matters. Or it'd be like, eh, none of this matters. Yeah. So it doesn't matter when you fuck up. Like, like when you started saying that to me when I started stand up. Yeah. Um, I started telling people that, like being like, yeah, it just doesn't matter. And then a lot of people were like, that's bleak. And, and I was like, no, no, it's no. I like this because it takes the pressure off of me. If I fuck up, it doesn't matter. If I bomb. It doesn't matter. What's the worst? What's the worst that's going to happen if you bomb on stage? You well, know? you're also experiencing like what some people see as the worst possible thing that could happen to them, right? Yeah. You get embarrassed in front of a large group of people, and then you do it, and it's like, oh, it's not so bad, and it's actually kind of hilarious. Like it hurts. <laughs> I'm not saying it's like I, I can deal with it, but it, it definitely hurts. But. Part of the same person that brought you up on that stage is the person that will deal with that kind of pain, I think, because mm-hmm. you are, you know, you're, you're, you're living in, in cuckoo land, yeah. Rift City. It's a great place to live. Rift City. City. I feel like I need to input riffing. in some sort of cheesy 80s logo that's a, like Rift City with a lightning bolt through it. Rift, Rift City. T- take it out. <laughs> it doesn't, this could be anything like was it emotion? Hot Rift City, oh. doing it right. <laughs> Kyle, when you sing, um, I want to take it out. I mean my heart. Uh, on I don't this know table. That. This mean, oh, more Brad, combat. Move that bell a little closer to everybody. So do you, Brad doesn't know about the bell. Um, so the bell is a positivity bell, or it's just like a a yas bell. So, like, when someone makes a good point or, like, if you really agree with something or if you say something you really believe in, you ding the bell. Okay. I will adjudicate when someone has made a good point. (laughs) I like that. Do people ever leave for a moment and come back to the podcast? Does that ever happen? Like, leave, physically leave the apartment? No. Or go to the bathroom? If that was a thing. No, I'm okay for now. I'm just asking. (laughs) I'm asking for Kyle. He asked me to ask you. Because he pees, he pees a lot, and he can't control it. You can certainly go to the bathroom. Oh, no, I'm okay. And we can either keep chatting with the other guests that's here, or I just don't want to be or... rude. If it does happen, I'll I'll wink at you four times. I'll, well, I'll wink at you three times. Just just say, can I can I go to the bathroom, Ma- Miss Miss? Why do you have to diminish me like that? Can I can what? I go oh. to the bathroom? What a can I go to the toilet, please? <laughs> they forced us as a to teacher. Ask that. I've had I've had eighteen year olds ask me if they can go to the bathroom. Like an eighteen year old man. So true. Can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. Like what the hell is going on there? What do I say? Well, what First, are they supposed to say? I'm going to the bathroom. Like, they don't make it a question. They just they just go. Yeah. <laughs> Not right there on the floor. Well, yeah. When I was in Great like joke, school, okay? I'm trying to remember <laughs> these laws. <laughs> uh, no, they. Yeah, it's probably 17, 18. I feel like after 18, kids no. stop asking people if they can go to the bathroom. And I think that's good. I'm an, I'm an adult man, and I say, may I go to the bathroom? Definitely. Yeah. What do you guys think of when people say, can I go pee? Or I'm going to go pee. Some, when, people, some people don't like that. When I was pee. hanging out with Kyle, and he had to ask his wife if he could go to the bathroom, I was like, you know, there's a polite guy. Well, well, people ask when they're on the podcast. 
like, as if as if I could say no. Yeah. Like, like can you imagine the conversation if I just made everybody hold in their pee? Like So you have had people go to the bathroom. Yes. I haven't had people <laughs> How do you feel about that? I can't that, tell Brad? if I made Kyle mad. Well, Brad, you, you and I son of a bitch. Brad and I bonded over having IBS. Let's get that out, it's of, the out. Way, out of the way. Right way. Want to hear an IBS joke? Yes. Coming at you. Uh, for my stand-up set tonight, I have one condition. Irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when any girls in the front row are like, ugh, gross. Which is why I'm trying to get a change to something that sounds cool, like hot shits. <laughs> hot shits. <laughs> He's got hot shits. Hot shits. Uh, rumblies in my tumblies. <laughs> hot shits. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a spoken word album that Kyle, Kyle and I are also doing. Yeah. I assume that when you take a girl out on a date, you don't go for dinner, do you? Um, you do something like You know, it's actually funny for, for other people with IBS. I always hated going out for dinner, and I couldn't figure out why. And it was that feeling of like, oh, right, food is like a sword through your... <laughs> It's like a sword going through your stomach yep. and intestines. It's like a sword that you're trying yes. to get out. And everyone there yes. is like, oh, my God, this could use a bit more oil. But this is fabulous. What do you think? Of it? And they're having an engaging they're conversations. They're enjoying They can it. actually think and uh-huh. they can formulate words and think in subtle and nuanced ways. And I'm just trying to get that fucking sword through my stomach and you're just thinking like do i go now do i wait till i get home Ugh, i remember do I hold, yeah yeah i remember yeah. being in a relationship and uh the girl was like why do you always like you should go to the washroom like <laughs> before the check comes you always go after and i said my bowels my body <laughs> my bowels my no, choice but it was like it was frustrating no disrespect to her like it was, i think it's when people don't know mm. what's going on i didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. it's like i i if i drink red wine i get really angry and it's all these weird receptors in my stomach. Jesus Christ. Life's so hard for me. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like to complain. I said I wouldn't do it in this podcast. Do you, have Should you, we look at the camera? You can look wherever you want to look. But that's, I mean, that's a legitimate insight. Pain makes your mood worse. Like it yeah, makes totally. you, It makes you not operate at your peak game. It makes you less charitable. And it sucks when you have IBS and you legit love food, but you hate consuming it. Mm. So what about your, my ass? Like, mm. Do you, is it like a special diet? Are you on the FODMAP diet? I mean, like, I've tried every diet for one day, you know? <laughs> I think FODMAP is I'm a good I'm really way to go. bad at, yeah. I'm, my issue is, and uh, I will fully admit it, no one's surprised at this, I eat for convenience, so I, my diet is garbage. I think it's true of a lot of I, people. I just, just I don't have time in comedy and doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's like you're often on the run. Yep. And now that I'm working again, it's like you know I might get home at five or six, but like if I have a show, I have to get downtown for eight. Like mm. I have to bus. Like it doesn't leave. You know, to make a good meal, you're looking at at least an hour to cook a good totally. meal. Actually, I was going to yeah. bring this up. This guy. This guy could cook. You do cook. I'm a, I'm a pretty take, good cook. Oh the first time Kyle was on the podcast, he brought me homemade sourdough bread. Yeah. And after we were, I never forget that because after we recorded, we just sat here and ate bread and jam and butter. That's beautiful. Yeah. It was and a great moment. I, I love sourdough. Out. And then you can Before eat. quarantine. Yes. On top oh, yes. of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. I, I saw you on YouTube cooking something. Oh, that's right. It was a Facebook video. Oh shit! With, uh, you did a chef Ben Kelly. Was oh, his name. it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you cook over Zoom or in person? Together? Yeah, yeah. It was no. This was uh, like when I first moved to Halifax. Oh, okay. A uh, friend uh, put me in touch with this guy. Did a weekly cooking show on mm. Facebook. Ooh, that's um, fun. And yeah, it was it was a really weird experience because I didn't know him at all, <laughs> and I showed up in his kitchen and made um, what was it? Like chicken with uh, tomatoes and olives. Yum. And uh, polenta on dandelion greens. Oh, my. Um, oh, my. So, <laughs> so sexy when a man can cook. Like, sincerely. It's like, I yeah. wish I could cook. I can't cook. And I feel like past, not making about me, but like past girlfriends. It's like, yeah, I, I could feel that they wish I could could cook well. I think it's a real th- important thing. It's fun. It's nourishing I to think people, as long right? As, it's selfless. As long as one person in the relationship can do it. I think it doesn't matter who. I feel like in this day and age, though, it's loaded. It's like uh, I have to be a man that cooks. I made a, I made a risotto once, <laughs> but I needed a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> That's but no, I I've admire, always wanted like, to try to make. I've always I admire to make people that. that can cook. Uh, yeah, like you, Kyle. Yeah, I don't know. Food YouTube is kind of my spare time. So I don't know. In um, during lockdown, I did it more. Yeah, I, I had mean. I had the time, and it like it. I, I look back to that time, like when we weren't able to hang out and when we were just stuck in our in our apartments, like that was manic. That was insane. What I was doing. I was making stews. I was like reading books. Oh my god, you psychopath. <laughs> the fuck? What's wrong with you? Like and now it's like and then things jump back to normal. And now I'm just like overwhelmed again. And now I'm like yeah. and I even said it on I don't remember which episode I said it on, but I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be mad about another lockdown. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm kind of ready for one, honestly. Like not as long, but like not just, as long. Like uh, two weeks. Two weeks of everybody's like huddled up. Yeah, you don't have to go out because now it's like you still have to do everything, but it's harder. Which is no. Fun. It's harder. Businesses have limited hours. Everyone's stressed. Everyone's stressed. There's all this like, and every place you go has a different kind of protocol with like how they're dealing with things. Like, like uh, Barely's. So I did Barely's for the first time. Oh yeah, uh, that was their first. Their was first the ladies' show back. night, right? Oh no, it was that that was Oasis? But okay. The next Get one. The program, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> the next, the Wednesday after it. So the day after Ladies' Night. Uh, it was the first Beerly show back, and they um like they do make you wear your mask up to the stage. Not all mics do that. Um, yeah. For me, I'm bringing up my phone because I have a timer that I run and my notebook and my mask, and I want to make sure I can get the mic off the thing in fast enough time that there's not an awkward pause because I'm a new comic and I don't like pauses. Um, so that was interesting. So <laughs> I fumbled a bit with that. This is pretty amazing, though. So how many times have you done stand up? Twenty six, twenty seven. Okay. okay. And like, this is like, do you remember the first, the first one? Like yeah. What you felt? Cause I think it's remarkable what people go through for that first one. Pretty And wild. like the, like the desire to just flee. I don't know how people actually end up doing it. Who gets them to do it? Everybody, everyone has like a story. Mm-hmm. So what, what, can I ask questions on this podcast? Yeah. Am I taking yeah. over? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm no, gu- it's a I'm conversation, gu- not an interview. What was the first time you did it like? Um, it was at Daily Grind, uh, the show of Go Up There. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just went 
to go to the show. Um, didn't have plans to go up. I had recorded with Brandon and Durham that day. And I remember talking to them and being like, some people told me that I should maybe like do my first set. Like, cause I, it was originally supposed to be ladies night at Oasis. That was supposed to be number one. But I was hyping it up so much in my head. I was starting to get nervous. Yeah. You, yeah. I remember the lead up. You were pretty like, cause it was a bigger show. Like it's like a guaranteed crowd at ladies night. Guaranteed. I mean, I'm not, not to dismar, not to besmirch it. Yeah. There's a crowd for sure, but like. It was a big deal for you. It was a big deal for me. And I was like, I've never done this before. How shitty would it be if, like, it was just a total disaster? Like, it's going to be a little bit of a disaster, but, like, a total one. And then I was just like, and I literally got there, and Matt was like, Matt Baker was like, there's a spot, number 13. You want it? You should go up. And I just decided on the spot to do it. Like, it was totally impromptu. It's sort of nice when someone would put it that way. Like, it's like... Here's the spot. You can do it. Just go do it. You know, it's like because I, I think I, I'll, I'll just go through my head so much beforehand. I need yeah. someone to just be like, just do it. It was like a little push. And then I just scrambled my notes together manically, wrote some jokes down, did it. Don't really remember how it went, to be and honest. And it was all Nazi jokes, as I, <laughs> someone told me, right? One thing. <laughs> that's that's Sarah. No, yeah. That's my comedy. All and people Nazi were like, she seems the, like a nice person, but... <laughs> We call her the scene sympathizer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I got to say, people build up their first time yes, doing it, far too which much. is, uh, yeah, often. But it's funny because first time you have armor, like you go up, if people know it's your first time, like they're like, they're sympathetic to you, you know, like they want you to do well. Mm-hmm. And they're going to like extend you that courtesy understanding and Mm -hmm. like laugh especially if you bring people yeah Yeah. so i'm gonna preface this by saying i want everyone who wants to do this stupid thing (laughs) to feel welcome and like they get to be a part of it and you know all that good stuff that said there's nothing i like more than watching someone's mm, third set when they've lost their friends like yes. coming to the show. Yes. And they think they've been doing so well. Yeah. <laughs> That's so yeah. mean. And they bomb. Yeah. So hard. So hard. When your own friends. I mean, that's the thing, too, is like, I totally understand that. Like, open mics, you'll often, I remember doing open mics, and it's like, well, why didn't I do well? Well, it's because 18 people were there for like Todd, you know? Like, it's like, it's so uh, true. It's They're just suffering through everybody else. But if they lose that crowd, then you know. It's game over. Well, that, I pissed front. Well, okay. That's the other thing about the ladies' night thing. Like, uh, my first set was planned. Like, literally, it was like, my first set, my debut. And, like, people were like, Sarah's debut. And I was just like, this is getting too much. I just got to get this thing over with. And I had friends that were going to come to ladies' night. And they were pissed when when they found out that my first set... I just did randomly to a crowd of strangers. And even the comics were outside. They weren't even inside yeah. for my mm. first set. I think they heard me. Like, they heard. Like, could kind of hear. But, like, they were outside. So I wasn't seeing comics. I was only seeing, I think it was, like, three tables of people. Right. And a little coffee shop. And, and like, it, was, it went fine. But it makes sense but- to me that you'd want to work on something before your friends see it, you know? And like there, that, that's kind of, there's the rub right there, right? It's like, you want people to yeah. come, but after you know what you're, you're going to use, what jokes might work. Exactly. It's just funny to me that like people want to see you the most when you're just starting out. 
rather than it's like, let me get better at this thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, then come out to a show. I can sympathize with them, though, because it's like... Like you ask a girl out to prom and then you get there and it's like, she's not even a virgin. Like what the fuck? And that happened to Kyle last week. <laughs> um, no, anyway, they want was... it to be special. They want it to, they want it to be there for a special moment. And it's like, yeah, my first set was really special, but like I've had tons of more special moments since then, mm. you know, in comedy, like, like the spooky show that was a special night for everybody involved like yeah. some stuff like that but it's just yeah no you definitely um i feel like there's two types of people like there's the people who build it up so much and make such a big deal out of it and then there's other people who are just like mm, i can tell a funny story i'll just go up there and like <laughs> and it's fascinating to watch people um before before shows like everyone's sitting kind of together but sort of apart you yeah. know and like who's not talking who wants to talk I never want to uh, talk. It's 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 a it's I I do find it really interesting like those moments. The comic dynamic. I'm usually pretty quiet and nervous. I find. I remember you and I freaked out together before a show. Oh, at, I'm sure uh, at the Seahorse when we were at that backstage area. Oh yeah, I I am I well I was talking to Kyle about it. It's like I don't have a baseline. Like I spike, so it's like I'll suddenly become extremely nervous and then I'll be fine. Yeah. So it's like I usually it's. It's um the leading up to the show, and then when I get there, I'm usually fine. That's I don't know. interesting. What about you? Um, you just seem pretty. You don't get that nervous. Yeah, pretty you, even you seem like yeah. you don't get nervous at all, Kyle. I wish I was more like that. Yeah, no. I, uh, if I'm doing something new, like a longer set, like a time that I've never done, or sometimes a new venue, mm. uh, then sometimes I'll get the butterflies. But that's about it. Right. Uh, but I like them. I like them too. I'm at a stage now that I'm liking them. There was you can use it like yeah. I've, I've I think I used to like try to make a set where I seem like I have it together <laughs> and I was like well this isn't gonna work at all <laughs> like uh, the audience like it's miraculous what an audience can see through in like a matter of seconds so it's like you may as well not try to put one over on them so more and more it's like showing that the nerves and trying to use it as like excitement or try it. What yeah. I like to call Energy. zippiness, Ooh. which is the title of my upcoming album. Zippiness. I know what you mean, though, because mm. it's coming out Zip-penis. more forcefully. Yeah. 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 There are folks who, like, their nervousness makes their delivery better. Interesting. And then sometimes you see them and they're more comfortable and they start not doing as well. I think that's mm. true. Yeah. I'm thinking of, I'm trying to think, mm. of, it's hard to know who's actually nervous when you see professionals do it, right? Because I guess I guess they found a way to almost deal with it so well that you don't even know. Well, like Maria nervous. Banford is like fucking amazing. It's like you yeah. never think that's nerves. Like nerves, right. I would think would prevent mm. what you want to do and obfuscate your vision. And everyone's nervous. Nervous. Everyone has that was different. Such a good word, Brad. <laughs> what was it? What was the word? This is a grad school bullshit word. Obfuscate. Obfuscate. Oh, I love a word. Because you have an English background. Am I right saying that? I'll just yeah. be vague with it. You have an English background. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite word? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, okay, I'm ready for the answer. I would say. I, have one too. I mean, I could come up with a better word than this. Um. Uh, I like repugnant. I like the way repugnant sounds. It sounds like it should sound repugnant. And that means extremely distasteful, unacceptable. And it also describes Kyle's behavior towards me before the show. Just a little bit. I was like, repugnant. hey, great. I was like, hey, great to see you. Just a little off. 
I can own that. Um, but I'm just tired of the witch hunts. <laughs> I apologize. That should be enough. Okay. <laughs> well, do you have a favorite word? Um, this isn't it, but it came to mind, so it's my answer for now. Exacerbate. Ooh, Ooh nice. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard one to say. Say it again. Exacerbate. Exacerbate? Yep. And that mean what does that mean in cotton? Your I world? did it in my parents' basement earlier today. Very lonely. Yeah. Exacerbate. See here. Insanely <laughs> irrit- irritated and frustrated. Um, as a verb, it means it's making the conditions of something worse. Oh, so right. It's, oh, I like that. It's making the problem like the things about it. It's feeding into that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Hey, uh, I'm about to blow you both out of the water with a word that you probably don't know. <laughs> Try me. Oh, bitch! Ready for it? Flibber tigabit. Okay, I don't know that. It is. Can I guess? Yeah. Flibber tigabit. Flibber. Flibber tigabit. That's Hold what happens when you're offside in a game of Calvin Ball. <laughs> Check it. I trust this guy. It means a frivolous flighty or excessively chatty person that one that one hit home yeah you really vibed with that huh really vibe i with felt that. it as an ins- i, I felt know. it like as an insult you looked right know. at me i discovered this in sixth grade and i don't remember how it might have been um a lexicon do you remember lexicons uh that was a transformer <laughs> <laughs> i feel- I feel like that was one of those teachers you have who like thinks they're better than their job, right? No, you know, so they bring, they take it out on the kids, mm-hmm. and like your name is not part of my lexicon. And like, Stop no, being it's... such a flipper. Take it. Um, Listen, what? I'm looking at I'm looking at you through my purview right now. Was it a lexicon? It wasn't like it was this thing that we used to do. I had a do. teacher with a purview in gym class. Oh, you're attacking gym class? Oh, Gee, God. elitist classist. We Don't wow. bring up gym class. So many, so many traumas in gym Can class. Can I actually bring up I my some... gym teacher years later, I found out, did have like, did have like unprofessional relations with young students. <laughs> Ooh, that's not shocking Yeah. No, I found out years later and I was like, yeah, that's not a surprise. And then it turned out with women and I was like, huh. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> Should stage that. I won't name him here, but like, yeah, it was a, it was a public matter. Oh, mm. sure. I got my first period in gym that class. <laughs> oh. I got my first period in gym class. Yeah, mm. Changing for it. And then I went, I don't feel good. Can I go home? <laughs> it's got to be a crazy thing to go through. Like if I Absolutely. had to go through that as a young boy. Right? It's like blood's going to come flying out of you. It's yeah. not it's, it's not easy. Yeah. From what I could understand. No, it's not. Yeah, Jim and and then and then, you know, I always just use the like I was the girl who was like, I have period cramps. I can't do anything. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> gym class was wild. They made you do some insane things. Do you guys remember like the activities you would play in gym class? Um, I have a gym class story. Oh, tell me. I hear it. This is a joke I tried to use a a number of times. It never really worked, but I still try to do it because I love it. You know, those moments. It might be a podcast. Like you're attached to some a story, Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't know if this is funny for other people, but 
anyway, I was in high school and it was like a really, like really rowdy gym class. Everyone was like running around being kind of crazy. It was probably grade 11 or something. And, uh, in the, um, the equipment room, there was like a huge vat of soap, like a huge tub of soap. Sure. (laughs) Gym soap. I guess they would use it later on. This is true. You had, you told me to start saying this is true with all a my jokes, right? A vat of soap. How big is the vat? So it's a big fucking pile of soap. Like 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 hand soap or liquid soap? I feel like we're losing a lot of the mojo and momentum of the story. Okay. Oh, shut up. No, I don't later. mean it in a rude way. I just like, <laughs> I got to keep on because I'll lose track. Okay. It's so complex. I believe in you and your narrative choices. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. All right. So anyway, don't look at my don't look me in the eye. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, someone knocks over the big tub of soap. Soap is everywhere. It's like M- Mr. Dumphy, the gym teacher at the time, real name. I don't give a fuck. That sounds like the name nice of guy gym though. Teacher. Nice guy. I, I I don't know if he's still with us. Rest in peace. Uh, maybe he's still alive. I don't know. I'm freaking out. Okay, the soap <laughs> the soap spills everywhere. He's pissed, and he's like, oh. He gets everyone together at the end of the gym class. We're all sitting there. And my friend, uh, my friend Charlie, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Charlie. Love you, bud. My friend Charlie is sitting there and he's talking to us about responsibility and like who would knock over this soap? Who would do this? Have have a little self-respect, you know? And then Charlie whispers to me and he's like, what is he going to clean up soap with? Dirt. <laughs> And I lost my mind, and he yelled at us. And he's like, "It's something funny, gentlemen," and we were dying, dying. And it was one of the best moments of my life. The best moments, yeah. I think I when say. you're younger, or when you're holding in, when you're really trying not to laugh in about like a situation where you should not be laughing. God, it's magical. It's so good. It's so church. Lots of church moments like that. Because I, I looked over, everyone's like legitimately like oh no and we were having a great time because of that beautiful joke i love i always love that joke <laughs> <It's just> clear- <laughs> <laughs> is there a vat of soap were they like just washing the floors or something? i feel like i got i, I struggled the part of the story i would re-edit is um <laughs> The, the choice of vat. Well, the soap. Was like, isn't it a vat? Like a big, a, like vat is the wrong choice. I picture right? a vat as like a cooking. Is, is that I'm more a cooking yeah, no, thing? I'm picturing like a, a witch cauldron. stirring. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a lot like that. It was a lot like that. Was it bubbling? I don't know. Don't smoke weed. You'll lose all precision in, in your words. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. Do you guys not remember like the games you would play in gym class though? Like... Um, red light, green light. Do you guys remember that game? Yeah. Not really. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, soccer, baseball, move or don't. Green light, <laughs> red light, <laughs> green light, red light. <laughs> I like move or don't. It's like the family that the family that no one likes the neighborhood. Yeah. Remember those old games? Move or don't. <laughs> we don't want you here. Yeah. That's like the Eastern European family that moves like yeah. after the fall of the Berlin Wall. There they're it like, is. They're weird. Get they them smell out. weird and they're always playing move or don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was something we did in gym class that was called the beep test. That sounds like a sex slang. <laughs> Like, are, I wonder if 
it still exists. Is your teen playing the beep test? Find out more <laughs> after this commercial break. The beep test. It was like you had to, the beep would go off and you had to run laps from one side of the gym to the other for as much as you can before the beep went off again. I think that's how it was. And if you Someone do seven beeps, me. you do anal. But it was like, I just oh, remember. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can, you know? I just remember running used to kill me. Like I used to hate running mm. so much. Now I kind of like running. I hate it. Oh, really? I'm Dude. a big fan. But what about like a, like a brisk it's, jog? It's made for a certain like, yeah, I, I, I hate running too. Mm. It's like I, I feel like it's made for like very, very thin people that whose bones don't hurt. Like it hurts. <laughs> Running hurts. I um uh, I will say I can run much faster than people expect me to. I don't doubt that. Yeah. But it's like it's kinda like intense and uh You're a fast walker, so that makes sense, I think. I'm not a fast walker. I thing, thought you were. Not really. What I, I heard... walked beside you once and re- kinda noticed that you were a fast walker. No. What I heard about you is that you can run super fast, but here's the, here's the catch. You can't stop. That's right. So you have to make a decision. You have to plan in advance. Yeah. And so like, Megan, I'll be home. Hold on. <laughs> Basically, every time I go somewhere, it's a trolley problem. I'm going to get there faster, but people will die. Totally. <laughs> I've seen him push families in the park. He's like, okay, see you later after we hang out. He's yeah. like, okay, see you later. And then he just fucking charges through a duck was scared once that's right <laughs> just running down the pathway just pink mist exploding around yeah me. he kicks a tree for no reason i don't know it's a it's a, uh, it's a different side of you tree knows what it did he'd be like yeah. okay treasured friend great to see you and then like, <laughs> breaks off sprinting um, like a madman you're like kyle the sonic the hedgehog totally but you're kyle does but sonic the fast, hedgehog wear like clothes some- yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. Cool. I, this is weird. I used to have a crush on Sonic that <laughs> Growing up, I just liked his personality. I thought he was... <laughs> Did no one else have crushes on, like, animal cartoons? Or well, he's like, me? he's confident, and he can, he can go very quickly. Also, fun fact, do you remember Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog? Miles Tails Prower. I did not put that together until recently. Yeah. Well, Sarah, uh, one thing <laughs> I would like to say <laughs> is that if the internet is any indication, you were not alone in this attraction. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But I also are you aware I... of the world of Sonic <laughs> fan fiction? It's not that weird. It's like because it's like yeah. Maybe you're about to come home. <laughs> There's so much out there. You don't know. You're coming about home. This. There's a light at the door. And oh no! I know. Oh no! 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 I keep don't the think light. Keep the light on. I'm just. I, it doesn't home. make it less embarrassing. It doesn't make it oh, less. Oh no! That's true. It, it doesn't make Sarah, it. Sarah, it's totally cool. I don't. You're coming home. We'll put a light on for you. Come on into the porch. You know, look at some hedgehog porn. That <laughs> was like so. No, it wasn't like a sexual crush. It was like a like. Well, uh, Jessica we, we Rabbit, I mean... We would just sure. kiss and you know, that would be we it. We had Jessica Rabbit, and that was confusing Jessica for Rabbit. lots of men. Care Bears, like the different Care Bears, I think, were kind of crushable. Yep. Uh, the Disney Robin Hood uh, launched a thousand furries. Oh, probably. Oh, mm. for sure. 
There's Ewoks some, were hot. There's some weird, yeah. sh- weird shit out there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What's, where did this status come from? So you had a status recently that was... I just want to get out there and tell people who I am. So what... Um, get ahead of it before you run. I don't were want you, someone to define me. Important question, because I fuck people Ewoks, seem to not e- know about Ewok this. Fucking. When, I, when this came up on another Facebook status, I blew some minds. Do you guys remember the Ewok movies? Not the Star Wars movies. Yeah, the Ewoks Adventure. Yes! Okay, good Kyle, stuff. do you remember the song? Sarah, do you remember the song? The Ewok Victory song? No. Yup, nub. Wait, can we yeah, actually... Hang nub, on, nub. hang on. This is a... Nub, uh, nub. We can actually. We do have the ability. I think I looked at the to camera react. too much. Hey, folks. Is <laughs> I want to connect like Joe Biden, but I don't want to feel like I'm pandering. What's the song name? Ewok. Nub Nub Ewok Victory Song. Uh, the third. <laughs> what? Sarah just typed Ewok into the search bar, and the <laughs> third result was Ewok Transgender. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's wild. I think this is the Oh, that could be it. Oh. They, they did change it for the special edition though. Nub nub. I know it is yub nub, but maybe nub nub will do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Is it is so it precise. From return of this one here? <laughs> uh it, it is indeed yub nub. I just want to go on record. I want everybody to know. Oh, I like this. Yub nub. Oh, it's just like this feels like what you know we're in a victorious moment right now we got joe oh, Biden, i mean i love that i joe love Biden that is sort of an okay guy i guess this brings yeah. back memories <laughs> he does kind of look like darth vader after the mask comes off though yeah i mean there's i wonder how these old men have such white teeth oh nice so they actually cut out a lot of the fucking from this scene. Yeah. It was the they said the producer said way too much liquid. Yeah. Way too much. And then um yeah, the Luke and Leia scenes were kind of no longer above board at this point. Definitely. Yeah. And like they were like, Well, that's what we said we were gonna do. Incest stuff, hardcore incest. And we told you that even though the Ewok bodies are small they can produce a lot of liquid. And that's, regardless of gender, that's equal opportunity, uh, liquid production. Um, the X-Wing pilot they just showed was Biggs. I forget his last name, though. He's one of the few uh, side characters to be in all three of the original films. Yeah. Hard as a rock, Kyle. Yeah. Hard as a rock. <laughs> I, uh, I was a big fan of Star Wars as a teenager. And I like remembering things. You can, <laughs> you can actually watch the whole Ewok movie on YouTube. But this was the movie I was thinking of. Kyle, you must remember this. Oh, yeah. The Look Ewok this, Adventure. That troll. Uh, the Rancor. Yeah. I'm revealing too much about myself here. Star Cruiser. Star Cruiser crashed. I just remember that. Part. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Those Ewoks do not look as they good as They do in not look good. Return of the Jedi. <laughs> this, wow. This movie is fucking old. Oh, yeah. As yeah, yeah. shit. Look at that hair. I wonder how old that kid is now. That looks like if uh, they made a Drew Barrymore <laughs> Cabbage Patch kid. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, Isn't that wild? It just looks like it all just looks like mud to me. It's just a lot of mud. <laughs> 
There's moving mud parts and parts of mud that don't move. Guys, yeah. this is great radio. I just wonder. This is a YouTube component. I just wonder, like, why do movies look great in the 1970s and look horrific in the 1980s? Like, what was the jump in, in technology that led to everything looking like this? These were direct to TV. These were TV movies. So Man. the Ewok adventure and then uh, Ewok's Battle for Endor. Yes, Kyle. You know all of it. I love it. I. Yeah. <laughs> You're not proud of it? You Ewok the talk. You Ewok. You can e- You can talk the Ewok. You can. You can. I think Ewoks was dead air, guys. You, you said, you said. Talk the Ewok, but can you Ewok? <laughs> the, the, the ten, can you? Got, we'll get it. Hold we'll on. Got it. Right. Can Ewok the talk, but can you talk the Ewok? You mentioned Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, I found something quite disturbing just today, actually. Oh. Um, <laughs> did you know that there's a place? Um, in some city, I don't know what city it is, not Chicago, Cleveland, um, where they birth the cabbage cat, cabbage patch babies. What did you call them at first? Cabbage uh, pat? Cabbage pat. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go to my fruit fr- grocery. You gotta see cabbage, cabbage pat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that kids in the hall character. <laughs> I sent you. Tell Cabbage Pat I sent you. Oh, that's funny. She's no longer um, a kid. She's a woman. No, I wanted to show you this because it is just absolutely wild <laughs> what what you're about to see. Oh, fuck it. I'm not going to be able to connect in time, but I'll just show you. I'll import in the video um, and edit in. But I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. She's a woman is standing over what I can only describe as a ghoulish display of doll heads emerging out of cabbage leaves. She's wearing what looks like an inmate's jumpsuit. She pulled out what was, as far as I can tell, a a billiards racking triangle. He's right. He's right. And said, we need to make sure that she's dilated at least 10 leaves. 10 leaves. Because cabbage. I did not know this is a place. This is a place that is in, um, let me see, in the comments they said where it was. I want to say Cleveland or somewhere. Uh yeah, the comments are just like, what the fuck is going on? But just keep watching. That uh, that video is another one of my favorite words. Discomforting. <laughs> I love it. I love right. that it says warning. I, it felt good. I, I like the way you said it, too. Discomforting. It Discomforting. Warning graphic on it. Unbelievable. I don't know what Cabbage Pad is doing here and why. So what is this for? This is for kids? <laughs> yeah. But why are they doing dilation? She's getting the children in the audience to yell push. This is fucked up shit. (laughs) That's it. I found that on TikTok today. 
first thing I noticed is that she was born bald. <laughs> you know what? Imagine someone like a doctor saying that, and like she are all the fingers and toes there. <laughs> Don't worry, she's bald. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering what kind of fucked up shit I've been liking that the algorithm sent me that video on TikTok. Like, sure. just wild. Very disturbing. I'm sorry to have shown Unreal. you guys that. No, it's okay. <laughs> Still recovering. I thought the baby was going to come out of the tree behind her. Because there was a hole in the tree. Dilated 10 leaves. What does that even mean? I don't know. Mm. I don't like it. That freaked me out. Because in human terms, it's it's <laughs> centimeters of stretched cervix. Oh, God. My whole lower half just started hurting. <laughs> stretched cervix and just, I don't know how women do it. I really don't. That's oh, always so like the high. same advice. Just push. Just push. Women must be like, what? Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. Yeah epidural me through the top of my head i only know about childbirth because of sitcoms yeah well you know well, what it's always like so you rush to get there just in time yeah that's right and you then, make it and just then in she time. screams you did this to me and then her eyes turn <laughs> red and it's funny and then you faint you gotta faint right yeah 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 yep. yeah and you take the, a quick is, look and you faint and there is the epidural moment and then the husband and she's like i don't want it i don't want it and she's like we practice this it's like i know we practice it's a symbol of our love it's a symbol of our bond but you need it right now you're in pain I feel like we just got closer. We got even closer. Well, I well, that's a good transition into my next question, which is what how did you guys meet? How did this friendship happen? So organically, you wouldn't even believe. Hung out after comedy, started jibba jabbering, when? riffing. When was this? I'd say year and a half year? ago. Year and a half, two years. Yeah. Well, for me it's two. Maybe for you it's a year and a half. <laughs> Feels like no time at all. And yet a lifetime. A lifetime. I feel like we were, uh, we knew each other in, in another life as Scottish, like some kind of Scottish, just Scottish Sc- cousins, rogues. I was gonna say just rogues. That's me. I'm roguish. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, we started talking after a show, I believe, at the Fickle Frog. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he was in town for a little bit. Oh. Okay. We started chatting. Turns out we shared, you know, an academic background. He finished his ah. degree. I didn't, but that's fine. Ah, it's not okay. a competition. You don't win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of like enough to be like, hey, we should like hang out. So we did. Yeah. And then yeah. it was just um, easy peasy. Kismet. Kismet. Camaraderie. Because you got your. Co- it's hard for, uh, you know, men in their late 30s to become friends. And mm. yeah, I I make friends. <laughs> it's not hard for Kyle. Kyle oh. has no issue with it. That's I'm just okay. throwing them away all the time. I'm like, I don't even <laughs> need this friend. It's all right. <laughs> I'm so busy. I, so, I for well, some people it is hard. Well, I was gonna say I think in your 30s <laughs> it's hard for everybody because everybody because everybody has like and I know a lot of my friends like. They have families now. Like they have, Gross. they've created their own little like social circle of children and love. <laughs> and I'm sure they're having a great time. <laughs> and a lot of people have moved on. Like I feel like a lot of people have moved on from me as a friend lately. And it's sad. It makes me sad. I'm sure at the same time, though, you're making new friends through comedy and the other things that you're but, doing. How but, often but, do you want to hear that Trudy, Trudy got new shoes? But there's a difference between... She did? <laughs> yeah, and they look amazing. Oh. 
She's growing up so fast. How do you juggle work and That's, family? She needed that. I'm so happy for Trudy. <laughs> That's so good for Trudy. And it's like she struggles with her self-esteem. So it's like any a little bit helps. Shoes fit everybody, you know? No, they no, don't. Not, I have terrible no, feet. No, it's like my mother has, my mother has have, bunions. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's another thing I saw on TikTok. There's this thing on Amazon you can buy called a foot peel mask. That you you like soak your foot in it for about an hour, and then over the span of a week, it peels off all your dead skin from your feet. And mind you, it looks disgusting. Yeah. But I love that stuff. I could watch that stuff all day. People peeling off dead skin. Oh my god, I couldn't. But like, what I I do like pulling off my own skin. <laughs> <laughs> like I do. Yeah, like I, I get do. it. Like it's I'll satisfying. pull it. A whole chunk off my foot, and I'll be like, "This feels great." But imagine, and also, no one, will, no woman will ever really love me because it's just like this should not feel this good. But like peeling off all that dead, dry skin, and then like your feet are like baby smooth afterwards. I'm gonna order one. I'm gonna order one from Amazon, and then you eat, yeah. and then you eat it. I don't I want mean, it to happen over the course of weeks, though. Um, about a week overall. Yeah, that's like I don't want that to be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, it, it takes some time for it to actually peel off because it's going in. It's like penetrating so deep into your skin. Yeah, no, that's awful. <laughs> like, imagine the fucked up Cinderella story where, like, you feel your foot starting to fall off and you're like, I have to go. And then your date's like, she left this <laughs> part of her fucking foot. <laughs> Because Yikes. Um, he contacts Tinder. Uh, he's like, she left this. I need to find her again. <laughs> that is so gross. <laughs> I was like, and then I started you watching like, out, you I started me out. watching YouTube Here. videos about it. I'm like, like, it was just, I'm just, I find that stuff satisfying. I like watching like pimple popping. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm into it. Can I say I got to use once a, um, uh, it was like a grater for your foot. Yeah. Same thing. Like, shh, 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 shh. I don't off. like those. Um, I don't like and those. I, I enjoyed myself yeah. until the moment I thought I made the connection between grater and cheese Jeez. grater. And then the phrase Cronenberg nachos <laughs> popped into my head. <laughs> oh, it's so gross. So friggin' gross. That's the foot peel. Oh. <laughs> That looks about ten leaves dilated. <laughs> it looks like a it looks like a spider has captured your feet. <laughs> no, you gotta try it. Let a spider capture you. It's so good for you'll rip your feet off. But I just I have really bad dry heels and bunions. Like I, I my feet are not great. I'm not gonna lie. Yep. Disgusting, Sarah. How dare well, you bring this up? I don't have money to go for like a nice pedicure foot soak. So, although I would like to buy myself a little foot soak tub thing. I think that might be nice. What do they call like a, a, a spitz? Is that a spitz? Like a spitz? I th- that's for your butt. Uh. Oh, are you thinking of um, bidets? No, I was thinking of like something for your feet, like a warm soak for your feet. Like, well, they have, yeah, Epsom, they have Epsom salts. Is that a thing? Yep, yep, that's a thing. And but they also have um, piranhas, just like foot spas where they put like massagers in it too, so you can like plop your foot in there and it like massage your feet and soak your feet at the same time. Mm. And after a long day of work, ooh, that would be nice. It sounds, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I recently got my my partner 
uh, as a gift, um, foot and massage gel. Ooh. Which, um, the gift is the obligation that I then took yes. on. Yes. Yes, you have. Yep. Do you, do you give good foot massages? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I don't, do, do you I, do them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a foot massage. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. And that doesn't mean I'm into feet sexually, okay? Calm down. So I, gross. Calm down. No, it's fine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> Tell you what, if you want to fuck a foot that's like 10 leaves dilated, just like you do you. I would post my feet on OnlyFans and have, if you, if you sign up for it, I would do that. But I'm not going to do anything with the feet. But I, I will post pictures of them yep. if people want that. That's an interesting. It's a. It's an, probably a good way to make some cash. Yeah, I mean you know? people. People are into weird shit. People like feet. People like feet. And it's like who cares, right? That's that's interesting. I think that's a difference uh, between male and female sexuality. Not biologically, mm-hmm. but I think socially. Uh-huh. Women know that they can present their sexuality as like an object yes oh that's uh, interesting so you're like yeah i I'll put up photos it. of my feet whatever i don't care um and then like nobody's looking for photos of my feet <laughs> or or frankly <laughs> any sure, part of my never, body well no you never know you never know you truly never know well it's it's reduced it never even occurred to me as a possibility and i'm sure it didn't occur to most people um <laughs> But yeah, like I don't have that relationship. It's like sex is either I'm in it or I'm not. And there's like, sorry. Jesus <laughs> Christ, take it easy, bud. I'm getting trying to give you my space. <laughs> start talking Hot about sex. Start swinging your Do arms you guys around. Need, I'm going to go get another drink and I'll bring the other two siders. Well, well, as long as I'm safe here, this is safe space for me. It's gotten into you. Also, how many buttons is that shirt down? It's like you're talking about s- sex appeal. Who are you, that's who what are you talking do. about? That's how I rock. I don't have any hair there, so I can't do it. I, I cover up. I like winter. I don't know. I can get it, I can get nice and bloated. doesn't even matter. I don't... Um, you can tell if I've been drinking because the, the buttons start kind of coming undone. I, I love it. Naturally. It's a great looking beard. You look great. Oh, thanks. Okay, so you guys met after a show. Yep. And... Also, Chain Yard. Go, see, go to Chain go Yard. To Chain My Yard. buddy works, or he owns Chain Yard. Shout out to you. Even though hopefully I'll have an actual sponsor soon because Tide House Brewing drunk texted the intoxicated Instagram account. I love Tide House. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Peter's they, the best. They, that, those are the people they want to come on and, and actually should talk the brewing industry, but. Ooh. Mm-hmm. talking mushrooms. And then, like, I, and then I wrote them back and I was like, yeah, I'd love to have you guys on. They're like, admittedly, we were drunk when we sent that message. And I was like, wow, a brewery drunk texted me. I wonder what they would say about the brewing industry. Oh, they have a lot yeah. to say, apparently. Oh, yeah. But uh, also, I'm not surprised Tide House got drunk because they make, like, every beer's like 9%. Oh, really? Which And I love it. Oh. Are they? No, they they make a variety, but like they they can't they have been known to go on the side of the strong beer, and um, they're so good. God, check you know, out Tide House. You know what bar I like is? Uh, can we say these things? Let's yeah. say them. Yeah. Stillwell, I think, has great beers. Mm. A nice selection of strong beers. Good atmosphere. Good atmosphere. Good service. Yeah, good a- atmosphere. If you don't have anxiety, that's true. 
do, t- do it's, tell. It's small and there's not a lot of seating, and sometimes you just have to sit at the bar, and that's nerve wracking to me. Why do you feel like, that way? COVID nerve wracking or all no, the time? No, even even before COVID, it's just one of those areas that I, I just feel like it's always packed. I've never gone in there and sat down mm. ever. It's just always overrun with like people on first dates and. There's a lot of posing there in certain moments that I think makes it a bit uncomfortable. Like <laughs> posing like for like photography? people that want no people that want to be seen. Yeah, but yeah, but the staff is always very nice. Mm-hmm. Give mm-hmm. me a beer. <laughs> what are our other favorite health facts establishments? Oh, I love Black Sheep. Yes, I think oh. that's a great spot. I know people that's work nice. there. I love that bar. Oh, that's, great brunch too. That's where we had our first hang. Oh my god! I was, okay, so you started talking. I was like, first hang with this guy. I'm nervous. What's it gonna be like? Smooth as fucking silk. Well, because it's easy to make comedy <laughs> friends. It's easy to make friends I like this. that I like you just this ongoing story in comedy. <laughs> just like, how'd you guys do it? I don't know. Just <laughs> special. You can. Well, I wouldn't say you can do it too. But it's, it's e- hard. But it's easy to make friends at shows that you hang out with at shows or after shows. But not everyone just hangs out as friends. Yeah. After like, so how? What did you guys do? Um, you just got drinks and. Talk? I like to pretend to know things, and Kyle knows things, so it was it was good for me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Great. We we met. We figured out we had sort of a shared background. Again, you know. Doctorate degrees in English, one Finnish, Catholic, one non. Catholic guilt. Catholic guilt. Catholic guilt. Yeah, we got into like, you know, deep talk, like real fast. Yeah. Did, well, it was deep talk real fast, was it? Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Ah. I don't know, it just made sense. <laughs> Do you find when you're That's around cute. someone who's who's uh, who's funny, it's almost like you're like, oh, I can turn off. I don't, I don't have to try to, to make jokes. And you end up talking more deeply than you normally would because you're like... You don't I don't even feel, have to riff. See, as a new comic, no. I'm mm. still trying to keep up. <clears throat> I'm not there quite yet. I think, yeah, maybe with people like on my same level, maybe. But like if I'm hanging out with someone I find hilarious, I still feel that need to like be quick and Yeah. It can yeah. be like I remember at um at when I was at McGill going out for dinner with a bunch of people and they're all super nice people. But it was like everybody was doing like riffing. Everybody was constantly riffing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't keep up with this. Yeah. And then I was like, well, no, part of it is that you it was I'm not being holier than that. It's like they're all good people. But part of it's just like tiring. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I would trying say so. to talk at someone like you can see that on stage as well. When someone's performing at you or performing to you. Right. I think. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's ding, 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 ding. And I think the best friendships are the ones that you can be, you can riff with, but then also get more serious, more serious with, you know, like have like deeper talks. I, cause I like the deep talks, but not everyone does. They're not for everybody. It depends. But yeah, I don't know. I think we had a, like an ease. There was an understanding pretty Mm -hmm. quick, pretty quick. Yeah. Which is nice. The other thing is, so the academic background also being older dudes doing comedy and like, it's tough to do that and not be tragic. (laughs) (laughs) I just know that people gave Robbie Vino hell for starting later into his third. I don't know how old Robbie is. 
He's but, working. He's working his ass off. That guy. Well, he's, he's doing. But yeah, that is, a, is that is a thing. There, that is, and I never even really thought about. Like, I'm thirty. Is thirty three old to start? I think it's up there. I don't know. It's like <laughs> I think with something like comedy, it's all. It's such a weird, chaotic thing to do. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you're. Everyone's allowed in. You know, That's right. well, I, think- I do feel some sort of interrupt. I do feel some worry. It's like I'm going to be 40 and I'm going to be like at bars with these kids. It's like uh, it's not the greatest look, but I think you can, you know, you can age with grace. I think, yeah, I think I hope I think so. Yeah, I like, you know, I want to get older and maintain my capacity for delight. Oh, I like that. Fucking right. See how he just says things that I'm trying to push through my brain. <laughs> but, you know, I think comedy can do that. But you can also be the old weird guy at the show, like really easily. Yeah. But I think also, like, be- like if you're good, you'll never be that guy. Like you'll never be that guy. Like God, Steve Mackey's so. not that guy. No, he's yeah. fucking killer. That he's, he's fucking so windbreaker thing is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Yeah, windbreaker Diane. Ugh. And so fucking good. Gina with her eggs. Yeah, so good. God, I love him. Yeah, Mac, he's one of my favorites. Like, I've just never not enjoyed him. Like, there's never been a time that I haven't laughed my ass off at his, at his stuff. I shouldn't say this on the podcast. Mackie won't listen. This is so gushy, this podcast. Yeah, I did not get Mackie when I first moved here. M- most people don't. Yeah, I was like, what? He's just talking. <laughs> I'd love to see a reaction cam for people like seeing Mackie for the first time because yeah, yeah. it is quite um But yeah, weird. I mean, he was killing and I'm not a person who will uh, ignore someone killing because I don't get it. Like, so I knew that. I was like, okay, keep an open mind. And yeah, eventually I was like, okay, no, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what uh, Some observations about you two, because um, I've watched you guys at shows watching comedy. You're you're a laugher. You will laugh at comics. You not so much a laugher. I think you laugh, but they're few and far between. I need to be pretty surprised. Am I right? That's mostly true. Yeah. I'll laugh. I'll laugh more when I after I get up. Oh yes. Beforehand okay. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm on. the same too. Although, yeah, I, I'm a laugher. It's partly anxiety, I'm sure. But also, <laughs> yeah, I do like I am very in and out. Like, it's very much like I'll go out and, and hang out with people and not watch anything. But if I really key into somebody who who makes me laugh, like, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I'll, they'll destroy me. I think That's I'm usually the offbeat laugh where someone delivers a punchline and then everybody laughs and then they say something stupid, like sort of a mm. snad on like, anyway. And then I'm the one going, ha! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you you asked me to put more anyway, yeah. anyways into my set. I mean, anyways, gold. It's just it's a lot of time. <laughs> you mean like transitioning from joke to joke? Anyways, no. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah, yeah but like weird. Anyway, social media. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know what? It's a time waster. <laughs> ah, ah. I'm sick of it. Right? Yeah. Too many screens. What do you Go mean to a screens? Park. What do you mean there's too many screens? Um, like computer screens. You don't Phones. have to have, like, so do you have, okay, so what social media are you talking about? Facebook? Um, I was totally just being an asshole, but uh, <laughs> sure, Facebook. I don't have the Instagram. 
Yes, you do. You're on there. I'm on there, but I don't have. I'm not doing anything with it. That's me too. Mm. I'm just there. Yeah. It's like MacDonald three seven four two. It's like I need a new what cool about Twitter handle. I feel like your your Facebook statuses could easily be tweets. I do a lot of tweeting. Yeah, I usually use like Facebook and Twitter for testing jokes. Yeah, if you yeah. Get any traction, it could work. Often, it's incredible how little the two go hand in hand. Yeah. Because your friends are going to laugh at things that people that don't know you are going to, are, you're not going to laugh at. And it's like, I find Facebook, you'll put stuff up and it's like, this is because people kind of know me. Mm. Uh, and then you have to go and do stand up where people don't know anything about you. So and I that's wonder, the real I wonder, test. yeah, and I wonder, is this prep for anything? Cause it's, or is it just a completely different? No, animal? I think it's good to see if things have bones, but I've also, I also I like think that, that algorithms, yeah, have bones. Mm. Um, but I also think algorithms can fuck you over. So you might post something and people might just not see it. And so you might then think, have a false sense of this wasn't funny when really you just got to try it at a mic and maybe it is funny. True. And like, I know people on Twitter who have like, they'll get tons of followers, but it's often like, who are these people? I'm like, you know, there's a lot of ro- robots out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just pictured a lot like physical robots just walking around. I didn't know where I was going with that, so I just <laughs> looked to Kyle. Hopefully you got that. Just look to him like a light, like a drowning kid to a lifeguard. <laughs> and he bailed me out by saying, yeah. I, I hate when you go on Twitter, though, and you see someone saying the most unoriginal bullshit, like j- just yeah. the most rehashed, rehearsed, like whatever. And like 300,000 retweets. Like they've got the verified tick. Yeah. It's just like, fuck this. Yeah. I know, right? It's pr- pretty wild. It's just like not that. I don't know. I'm not. I don't resent them. Go. Go, Kyle. Do fuck it. Em. <laughs> Pop I don't off. I, don't, I never want to resent an audience for liking something. But like there are times when I just think w- what works on Twitter is like just saying things that people already agree with or believe or have heard and sort of like like a like it's a it's a canned laugh and then if you say it's slightly better than someone or in a timely way yeah and it gets retweeted by someone with traction then it goes far i agree i don't know like i don't think it's that worthwhile i mean i i use it but i agree with you and i think like what's weird about comedy is like i this may sound a little bit uh sanctimonious but like i do think comedians should be at least a little bit countercultural a little mm-hmm. bit against what's going on and the like you know something beyond what's the mainstream yeah mm-hmm. and then it's like are we just going to be looking for followers on twitter we're just looking for this and we're looking for branding and we're going to brand ourselves it just seems to dilute mm-hmm. The fucking beautiful thing about comedy, which is it's a bunch of really strange, weirdo people doing hopefully something original. I hear what you're saying. It's like how being conservative and loving Jesus is kind of like the new punk, you know? Totally. Yeah. It's like once I started playing. Okay, so I, it's a long story. <laughs> but I started playing electric guitar in my uh, evangelicals parents basement and i was doing nirvana and then i was like you know what did kurt cobain love the lord if he did the lord wouldn't have let him die that's how that works wait so you were playing guitar in your that's all made up oh fuck 
fuck's sakes. I'm too good. See, that's the thing. People tell me things and I just instantly. Uh, I feel very. Was- I mean, th- there's another whole uh, whole um, uh, conversation right there. <laughs> Being like, I, I feel very gullible. Like, I'll, oh, I'm the most. I, will- I, I don't. See, this is the thing. I don't pick up on sarcasm. I just I don't. I think I think uh, Brad here is definitely a pretty stone faced sarcasm guy. But I, but I do feel that way about comedians. I do feel what I like what I right. said. I do think there is something special about. Oh, it. oh yeah, it's it's one not in a sanctimonious or brains are different Patton Oswalt bullshit way. But like, I think you can. A lot of people can give up on branding and just write jokes. I mean, I I think I I don't think everyone has to have a branding mission or anything but i think it's like being authentic be yourself and if you have content that you can put that's you being yourself well, like i have this new joke and it's pretty avant-garde and people told me not to do avant-garde. it it's called um what stinks and i just go on stage and i'm like you smell that you guess can you smell that what stinks what stinks in here I saw him do this for half an hour. And so, yeah, it's a little bit what? like... That's all you say? Yeah, it's just a little... Just variations. What's like, next? Oh. Who, read, the, who oh. read Great Gatsby in front of a whole crowd? It was um, Jim Carrey did the guy... Um, um, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. So it was, I would say it was Kaufman-esque. Kaufman. Not done. <laughs> I would say it was cough syrup-esque. <laughs> yeah, I did need cough syrup that night because I had a cough. But the way I worked that crowd even right now I'm t- <laughs> even right now like even right now like kyle knows but sarah i feel like i i'm making you think something might stink <laughs> hold on here that's it just owning it being in the moment making it real i like that you did that for a half hour yeah so i do what stinks and then i go into a different bit called no fat hose and it's about how i don't want any fat hose it's sexist, horrible, horrible material. It's patriarchal. It's um, disgusting. And I wish I never did it. I'm but sorry. It, but it's like meta. Well, I love fat hoes. I mean, that's the yeah. that's what makes it difficult. I have so many questions. <laughs> that was all a joke. God <laughs> I, damn it! I love and appreciate women. Sorry. Wait, so you okay, so you did do that bit on stage or you didn't? For half an hour. I brought that up because right now I'm bloating because I had cider, which I do love, but I do thought you want I might, a water? No, I'm good. I got it right no. here. Got it right here. Here's where the baby's gonna come from. So I when mean, I brought I, I was I was projecting onto other people when I felt like I was a little feeling a little portly. And I didn't mean to say that about women. That was totally a joke. <laughs> love and respect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't pick up on sarcasm. I'm terrible at it. But to your point, I don't think comedians are special. I think comedians want to be special. Ooh. I don't think special. Ding ding ding. Can I retort? Ding ding ding. ding I guess ding, special ding, is the ding. wrong word. I don't. I think as soon as you start thinking you're special, you're fucked in anything you do, especially in comedy. As soon as you start thinking you're funny or something big, who cares about you? Right. I think there is something to. Not accepting all the usual branding. Here are my numbers on Instagram. Here's what I'm doing. Here's sure. what I'm doing. Here's what I'm doing. And it, you know, it's like a comedian shouldn't be Kim Kardashian. No, they shouldn't be an influencer. 
Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like I agree with you emotionally, but not intellectually. intellectually. Yeah, I think. <laughs> so what do you think we're doing? Well, no, I I like your faffing about. <laughs> Possibly, but because you put like this in my mind about the special thing, I think it was you. Um, comedy makes us feel special, and so if anyone ever attacks that, they're taking away us feeling special. Like if anyone gives us bad feedback, doesn't book us on a show, like yeah, it's this ego thing of like, well, I'm this special person, and especially like. There's so few people who do it. Like, think of how many people are in Halifax total versus how many many. comics, how many comics are in Halifax. Oh, Kyle, your career's over, man. You can't (laughs) say this shit. Like, it's not something a lot of people do. Yeah. And Uh, it's, it's a little like weird secret enclave and you're part of it and you know that you are and you get to go to the Sobeys and look around and be like, I'm not like you people. You get to have your name on a poster every now and then. That I saw him at cool. the Sobeys. He was yelling that out. I'm yeah. not like you people. I'm not like you people. I mean, I don't. I think it's like I've heard Patton Oswalt, who I hate forever. Uh, you talk, like Patton Oswalt? Wow. His brain's just different. Like, I think he, he goes into that self-righteous romantic artist bullshit. Here's what comedians are like, blah, blah, blah. He, I'm not saying that. that particularly. I mean, obviously we all need to make a living and people who are trying to do it need to do commercials and all that stuff. I think that's just reality, but it's like, it's, it sometimes saddens me that that's often how it has to be, you know, yeah. like the best writers become copywriters. The best like comedians are in commercials. Like you got to do what you have to do to make a living. It just sucks that right. people have to do that. Mm, that's fair. Is that too idealistic and naive? Who knows? But Yeah. I love Patton Oswalt for three of his albums that are, for me, just perfect. Oh, wow. He stole my bit. Which one? What stinks? Yeah. I did it. I just did it. Do you want to hear it again? (laughs) (laughs) He only does it for 15 minutes, which in my opinion... It's copping out. And I can do it. And I can do it for you. Call me. It'll be a Patreon episode of Intoxicated. Just yeah. your your one stinks. But I, I cut you off. What's so there's three albums. Yeah, I think about three. My weakness is strong. Is the the crown and glory. There's just some lines in that that are so good. <sighs> I haven't even watched it. So who am I? I just yeah. can't. Maybe it's like listening to a singer. You know, it's like I really respect Neil Young, but his voice I I don't take to. Sure. And I think it's maybe similar with comedians. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I get that. Could be. I love Patton Oswalt's interrupting an orgy joke. That's that's for me. (laughs) He he says the line, we were just in a fog bank of twat mist. (laughs) (laughs) And it's poetry. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. That whole bit. And with the, that is when his wife sees the rat. Yes. The that one two punch. My God. Yeah. It's really good. His wife was uh the true crime uh yeah. Did you watch that documentary? No, I I can't, Sarah. I that's one stereotypical thing that I don't fall into as a single white woman in her thirties. Um <laughs> I can't get into true crime because it scares me a little too much. Uh, I thought I, you were gonna say your name in the third I, person for a second. Sarah I, can't get into this. <laughs> <laughs> I live alone and um I'm on ground level. I have a balcony. I don't know. I uh, yeah, that yeah. stuff freaks me out. I used to listen to podcasts about stuff like that and I kinda stopped. But I yeah, no that's 
true crime documentaries like hearing about murders and shit that is playing into literally my worst absolute fear that i think about all the time mm. like I, like almost every night when i go to bed i'm like am i gonna get murdered tonight like literally um so i can't do it but i get why i get why a lot of people are fascinated by it it is quite fascinating maybe i feel guilty i feel guilty for even bringing this up oh <laughs> why um, did you feel guilty no I, I i do find it fascinating i think it's like people's minds that don't work right is, is like and why don't they work? What happened? What led to that? Well, also too, what like, led to the breaking point of them going against the law? Why do laws not actually stop people from doing anything? Like all that is really interesting. But I totally understand what you mean. Well, it's also or maybe I don't. My that's brain what I'm is also broken because I have irrational fears. Like I am constantly worried about planes crashing. I'm con- I, I'm a uh, catastrophic thinker. Is the is the word for it? same i think about worst case scenario right there with you far too often and it's like legitimately not rational yeah um i think in a lot of cases irrational fears are a manifestation of control anxiety because if you're scared it's like you're taking control of it yeah so you have people like if i don't stop thinking about the plane crashing then it will crash so they're like projecting their mental capacity and they're doing something like the worrying is what's it, making them it so feels like doing something. you're doing something yeah yeah and it's oh, like uh yeah. i think also i remember going through cognitive behavior therapy and it's it's like you're supposed to think well if it's the worst thought you go further i'm sure you've heard this too it's like oh you left the oven on oh the your apartment is on fire oh your apartment building is on fire everyone's dead and you did it <laughs> and you just keep going in that way um yeah. and they hilarious. do die and they do they did they did die wait do they say to they they you tell kill you, them they they tell you the therapist will tell you to think about that or to have, well it's like it's I, I read that more in a psychology book uh rather than seeing a therapist because i read <laughs> that's what i like about you not a big deal um but yeah they said make it make it into absurdity Make it into to a some, point where you you're where like it, clearly this is irrational, but if you stay within like the gray area of like did I turn my oven off? I don't want but if you go to yes, I've killed everyone and set everyone on fire, you might appreciate the inherent absurdity all, of that. I tend to leave oh, my hair you might freak out. I don't know. Right. My hair straightener. I will like I've gone to comedy shows that I've been on and left my hair straightener on, and like the whole set, I'm just like I just got to get through the set so I can go. <laughs> and then i'm thinking like my cat's dead oh no she like inhaled the fumes like and don't uh, you have sets where like you're like god i just want to do that one more time right now i had that on wednesday and obviously it's because you know you're relaxed after the adrenaline's gone down suddenly you don't feel like you're gonna throw up but it's still like doing a set right after a set is so what a wonderful feeling oh i can imagine i really want to do it like and at beerly i think i've only had Three, I think, was the max I've ever had. In, in a night? night? Yeah. Yeah. That's, but at Beerly's, I mean, Beerly's starts at eight now, and it's only going to be an hour show. So technically, if you did a spot at Beerly's, you could run down to the grind and do another spot if you want to. I wish we were like doing spots tonight. I'm like, oh, what are you working on? Oh, I got this thing I'm working on. Oh, meet, you, uh, meet me at the, <laughs> the, the, the old pirate. <laughs> oh, cool. I'll get you on stage. Oh, get me on stage. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, we'll hang up before Kyle. We'll have a, a doobie before the show. <laughs> Do you stress out about 
Um, Even keel boy things over here. that are wildly irrational. I don't think you stress out. Do you stress out about anything? Oh yeah, um, yeah. No, it's different. It's um, like slow waves, and it's realizing like I've wasted my life. Oh okay. You know, or um, oh, nothing. I <laughs> nothing I've put Bullshit myself job. to um, really turned up. Or um, yeah, I don't know, but it's like. Grappling with self-identity and con- the concept of failure in a really broad way. So mm. I don't have the spikes of like, oh my God, everything's falling apart. It's more like, this didn't turn out the way I wanted. <laughs> right. You know, in sort of like a quieter moment. And sometimes that keeps me up. Oh, yeah. I heard something recently about turning how to turn your brain off like when you're trying to sleep. And... um. They were talking about how we like when we're anxious, we want to do those that worrying because we're doing it like it's yeah. a productivity thing. Like the worrying is doing, but you just have to take that and make it simpler. So things like counting your breaths yeah. really help. Like or, uh, literally just like counting each time you breathe in and out. Body You'll- scan meditation. Yep. Yeah. What's that? That's where you um, focus on your breathing and just start like really feeling parts of your body yeah. so like start at your feet move your way up and just like feel how that feels as you're breathing mm. yeah i've done that too and like clenching certain parts and then releasing them yeah. and moving up yep. yeah it does it does really help but on on that note like that is something i worry about like oh i didn't do this or things didn't turn out the way i you know i, I wanted initially but like I'm big kind things of, or little things, like big things. Are they are they uh, g- general life things or like work things? Uh, all of the above. All of them. Yeah, yeah. But um, I will say I'm grateful for um, familiarity with failure because yes. when I see people who are like really stressing about it, I'm like, it's not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's fine. <laughs> you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll. I, there are people out there who, like, I think their hopes are more oppressive than than things actually not working out. Like, the hopes seem worse. The pressure of the dreams. Yeah. For real. Following your dreams. What a capitalistic fucking nightmare. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Take care of your family. Make enough money to live and take care of your family. We put too much your, high expectations on ourselves. Following your dreams. Like, what does that even fucking mean? Like, so, it's yeah. so stupid. I'm not sure. Just like, are you having fun? Yeah? Then keep doing it. Yeah. Well, I, I grapple. No I've one been, cares about your dreams. I've been <laughs> grieving the things that I thought I would have at this point in my life. Right. Because, like, as a woman, it's very much, like, put into you at a young age. Like, you should get married. You should have kids. Like, and also, too, I mean, not even just as a woman, but, like, Jesus Christ, like, uh, if I had a partner... A lot of these things that I want in life would be a lot easier, like getting a house or like traveling. Traveling costs would be easier. Having a fucking just a savings account would be easier because things would be split in half. So now I'm like, okay, well, I don't have that thing that I think, because it's not the truth, but this thing, this partnership that I think is supposed to help get me there. I don't have that. So I'll just put that away, push that aside. And I'm just going to focus on like, how can I get those things on my own? And that's what I've been doing lately. I've been taking out the partnership relationship side because it's just I can't control that. I can control how hard I work, the jobs I do, you know, how I manage money. Sure. 
um that stuff i can control i cannot control like finding a long-term relationship at this point because it's just i can't make a boyfriend disappear (laughs) i wish i could but i can't so taking that out of the equation entirely for me has been a big deal because i'm just like but like okay I'm just gonna have to save up for Greece on my own, you know? Like yep. <laughs> And you can sell babies. <laughs> That's right. Start, Cabbage patch babies. Start with foot photos, just work up to babies. Mm-hmm. I could start birthing Cabbage Patch Babies on my own. Totally. I let's start one of these things in Halifax. One of these weird birthing trees. What made you start the podcast? Like when did this start? How long have you been doing this? Almost four years. Jesus. Right on. And well, in February, it'll be four years. Wow. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it started as, like, a fun thing, but now I'm like, it's still... It's and still, now it's just misery. It's still going to be a fun thing. Now you have to talk to us. It is tough managing it with stand-up and working now, though, I will say. Adding in another side hustle to my life has been quite overwhelming. Everything's hard. Everything is very hard. Well, I've realized lately that I've had to schedule fun in my life, because I just yeah. don't have it anymore, naturally. One thing I find, and I think this is the age thing, Brad, back me up. Why do you keep saying this shit? Uh, 29. You spend so much of your life thinking that, like, you can fit everything into your life, but you realize it's just because you're, like, in your 20s and you have that energy. Yeah. But at the same time, you're actually exhausted that entire time. You just don't know so it yet. you're just like, oh, I'm not disciplined. If I worked harder, then I'll fucking do it better. Yep. And then, like, when you hit your mid-30s, you're just like, no, I'm tired. And yeah. I've been tired yeah. for 10 years. Oh, yeah. so, like, yeah, completely. Yeah. Like, uh, I remember seeing, I was at uh, a bar in Halifax just hanging out. Which alone, one? Alone, during Nelly's, and I was reading nice. outside. This was a few months back. And I saw a table of, like, must have been eight 20-year-olds. And they looked anxious as fuck. Fuck. Nobody really? Was, nobody was talking to anybody. They were all way too drunk. They're all going to wake up depressed the next day. Like, was I, this... like thinking about that age is very strange because I think, God, if I only knew, but I don't even know what I, like, what, I only knew what. Like, yeah. you know, you do the same shit, but uh, I, God, it's uh, not to get into a whole drug thing, but like, if only people just smoked weed and didn't <laughs> like I see every time I'm in Halifax, I know weed can cause all sorts of other problems, but every time I'm in Halifax, I see a woman or a young man shit faced out of their mind, f- trying to stand up straight and falling over things. And why wouldn't they be? They're like 18, 19 or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's like accepted in society and like. Ca- uh, cab drivers are like, oh, here we fucking go again. It's like, what else would these like young kids do? Like. They're horny as hell. They have all the expectations of like the next 10 years of their lives. They're told they're supposed to be having a great time, which is like so easily leads to a horrible time, you know? Oh, expectations. Yeah. yeah like think of New, New Year's. Year's. E- New- yeah. I was going to say. Literally, yes. New Year's Eve. And it's like uh, David Foster Wallace on a cruise. It's like uh, it's, uh, feeling like you have to have fun Ugh. is horrible. It is horrible, but I also think... Because for me, it's weird because, like, this to me is fun right now. But uh, there for is... me, this is not. <laughs> but this is this is socializing this is for pr- me. But this there is, is a work this is aspect work. to This is work to me. Kyle? We're having, it work? we're having fun. Does it work for you guys? Kyle and I the aren't audience even... audience is not. We're not we even... We are having a great time. <laughs> we're not even friends. This is for the podcast. This is... You guys are co-workers for this evening. Yeah. Colleagues, But it, it is a strange thing because, like, yeah, this is... It's, like, there's fun work. Like, I find 
podcast fun, but it is still work. Like I don't hang out with people regularly outside of this, you know? Yeah. Like, and I've realized lately that I really have to, I need that again. Like I'm missing just even, and it's not even a big, like once a week or something, a coffee, a dinner, a drink, whatever that is, even just an apartment hangout. Roller skating. Roller, but roller skating, that's a solo thing for me, though. For what sure. the fuck? It definitely is. I try to reach out. <laughs> I mean, I would go roller skating with somebody. I but like, roller skate. There has to be an expectation that I'm learning to roller skate. And yeah. it's a learning thing kind of thing, you know? So. I started learning how to skateboard. Did you? Yeah. Oh, my God. How's that going? I can ollie now. I think I saw you, Ollie. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah, that's, oh my uh, God, that's great. I think insane. that's great. Like I little look solo ridiculous. things, little solo things you can do to like yeah. just like blow off some steam and have fun while doing that. Well, he did an Ollie, and then he spray painted his own house, and he wrote, <laughs> yeah. he wrote "fuck the police." That's right. I was like, this guy loves skating, and he's also <laughs> adapting to the culture. He's adopting well, the culture. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel that. Comedian should be countercultural on some level. Completely. You have to be. Well, that's the other thing, too. Kick a child in the face. (laughs) Do an ollie. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Joke writing, though. Like, Mm. you, like, that's another thing I also should clarify that. I mean, I get, there's no disrespect (laughs) to any comedians who are trying to. Uh, you know, whatever. You know where I'm coming from. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna say joke writing. Like you, you do have to live some life to write jokes, to have things to write about. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. You, when you hear someone who's just like saying things that they've heard. Yeah. I, you know when you meet a young man who really fervently believes in what's clearly his dad's opinions. <laughs> Definitely. Like. Yeah, these people, protesters, like, nice not to have to work. It's like, you are 20 years old. (laughs) Like, I can see your dad's hand spiritually up your ass working your mouth like a puppet. Oh, that's wild. That's a wild imagery. That was an image. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. It's vivid, though. Yeah. That is quite vivid. Yeah, it's like just an act of ventriloquism. Mm -hmm. And, like, so many people go through it. But yeah, a lot of young comics are like that. They're like, this is what I think I should think. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you what I think I should think. Well, you try to think the same things I think, but not really. And yeah. we're all just pretending. Counterculture, man. Remember Fuck me. Yeah. I'll be outside after this podcast in the in an alleyway. Find me. In the woods. Just At my parents' living. house, living a countercultural lifestyle. Just Walden. Waldening it up. What's it been Come like? Come see me and Phil Walden. You're talking about Phil Walden, the hot new comedian in Halifax. What are you going to ask? I was going to ask, what's it like teaching over Zoom? Um, it's it's a little bit too easy, <laughs> and, which makes me think I'm not doing the best job. Yeah. Like it feels easy, and I'm sure the students are like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" But it you can't really connect with anybody. You know? Do you? Okay, so I I'm curious about this, just generally speaking, um, because I'm I have shit memory, and I'm trying to think back to like when I was in college and how classes went. But like, is it kind of like? You you just talk and they take notes and then or do you, do you give them stuff to do and then do you just like hang out on Zoom? I, I just hang out. <laughs> and just hang out. My other question is: Is do they have their cameras on? Are are they supposed to have their cameras on? Is that a rule? So we do or optional. So we do asynchronized and uh, synchronized teaching. So you have one class a week 
where I give them exercises and like a recorded lecture or whatever. And then we have a class where it's like I'm supposed to see them all on Zoom. Okay. But mostly it's about, you know, if I have a class of 30, I'll get about 10 students with their cameras on. And then so it's optional. They're not required to have them on. I wish they were. But like every class, I'll say like, please turn your cameras on. This would make it so much better. Um, so but, you're just like teaching to little boxes with names on it. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. That is wild. It's odd for sure. I'm glad I'm missing out on this experience. But I feel <laughs> like, but I, I know what you're saying where it's the easiness of it. Well, because, I feel like I'm teaching you right now, like just through my words and my presence. Like, I mean, every day with you is a lesson, Brad. <laughs> oh my God. But, but like, no, I know what you're saying about the ease of it because some people care so much. Yeah. Teaching. Like, I remember when I was a TA, um, the student, the teaching union was handing out buttons that said, I heart my students. And I was like, where's the button that says, I am affectionately indifferent to my students? That's beautiful. Because that's, that's, that's the more accurate. I think I feel like we're on the same wavelength here where, you you know, you're yeah, like, you're trying your best out there. You're, you know, they're OK. Mm. We're all but doing you're our not, thing. You're not living or dying for your students. Do you interact with them? Do they can they ask you questions? Um. Yeah. <laughs> they can ask that was me a questions. Dumb question. My students. I'm just very fascinated with like online learning. Honestly, and like how it... not just saying it. Like my students have been very, very nice throughout this whole uh, semester. Um, it, it there's definitely the the funnier things have been uh, department meetings, which I can't get into. But <laughs> okay, but it's definitely yeah. l- l- teaching is interesting. Everyone has different opinions about it. Yeah. L- but I'm just saying, I, I can't imagine you ever thinking or saying or or feeling. I gotta get through to these kids. I mean, mm. that's not that's not totally true. There's a you know, you like, know you wanna, okay. I'm sorry. I'm not trying I, uh, to diminish. I don't. I feel like it's my nasal voice, and I pretend like I don't care, but I, I, I do. <laughs> I do. I actually really do. If you're out there, That's so I do. Funny. Maybe, maybe this is. You know what I'm, I'm talking to you, <laughs> Georgie boy, Dolores. Um, I don't know. My thing teaching was like I knew that they're they're 18. <laughs> And sometimes you're not teaching them that year. Sometimes, like, the best you can do is tell them something that they'll remember in two years when they're ready for it. That's right. Yeah. I think that's also, to be more positive, that's a great part of teaching is, like, you can introduce things for the first time to Mm -hmm. these people. And you think back to reading certain uh, pieces of literature that blew your head off and... That's good. Yeah, it's nice. Important question, though. <laughs> you know how uncomfortable I am being sincere. That's a good thing. <laughs> you sound so stupid right now. <laughs> Whenever I show my heart, Kyle tells me how dumb I am. <laughs> Just a real dumbo. I got an important question for you, though, Brad. What's what's your background on Zoom? Background. What's your setup? What kind of setup are you working oh, with? I'm working with my parents' basement because I'm living with my parents right now. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> Is it? Um, it's just like a white room. <laughs> and there's like a ceiling tile. It's sort of out of place. And it looks like a, some kind of like a Mission Impossible escape route. Like after I teach, I go, I like jump into that ceiling tile up into the roof. That's wild. It's just a fun joke. You haven't for done meme. like a fun green screen background yet? No, I haven't done that. Um, <laughs> 
I need a green screen though. I have uh, one if you want to borrow it sometime. Okay, what is it? It's 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 um atrociously large though. It's like ten feet wide and fifteen feet long. So it's Whoopi Goldberg's vagina. <laughs> it is massive. I'll take that. That'd be a nice background. I think we've both said things that we regret. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Um, I love it when people have uh, Zoom backgrounds. <laughs> what, what, which one? Where, where they pin up sheets and yeah. like pattern sheets. Yeah. And it looks like that scene in Train Spotting where he's falling into the bed. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I just like the wacky green screen backgrounds people pick. I like when things come into the green background or like the background and they come out. Like you'll yeah. see a cat's head for a moment. <laughs> It's like devastatingly freakish. Are your mom bringing you snacks? You fucking leave my mom. Out of this. <laughs> That's my mother, and I love her. That's so cute. And you're from Montreal originally, right? I'm from uh, Lower Sac. But you went, then you moved to Montreal for a bunch. I moved to Montreal when I was like 27, so I mostly lived here for a long time. Been back and forth between the two. Yeah. And what's Montreal like right now for a COVID shot? I don't think it's that great. Like, mm. my friends can't really do anything. Mm. Everyone's inside. There's, like, one-to-one get-togethers, and that's pretty much it. Mm. What was your first set like, first comedy set? Um, I did a set at the Comedy Nest in Montreal. Jess Solomon was there. Cool. She was wonderful to me. And it went pretty well. Mm. I think that when I was sitting there, though, I remember my friend booked me and um i never felt more of like a fight or flight that would not go well uh than that moment like i really just wanted to leave um, oh man but some heroic part of me kyle because i'm countercultural and i don't know i'm just like a cool guy some heroic part of me looked within and now i'll be sincere again and i was terrified but it went well it was good mm. what about you um I took a workshop just to like learn. Lame. Like, yeah, I know. Oh hard. god. Was it helpful? For me, I was just more of a it was intuitive, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um it wasn't really that helpful for the writing, but it was helpful just in the like you're allowed to do this. Um sets are five minutes. They'll flash light at you, and that means I you're prompt you a bit for it. Just like the really basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And just like also the the notion you should have something written. Yeah, Uh, because, yeah, I think a lot I've definitely seen lots of folks who go up and says, I'm just going to talk about things. Yeah. And and I hate something on the way here. (laughs) And everybody does that. I've had that, too. It's like uh, I'll come up with a joke. This is great. And it's only great because it's new to you. And it's often right. I know. Oh, I hate that. And then you find out very quickly, like, this needs work. Yeah, this needs a lot of work. Mm. But um, the first time uh, was an open mic when I took the third workshop out of four there was a graduation show which was terrible but i went up to an open mic i signed up i did the whole thing and then i had the cone of silence when i got up there <laughs> whereas not to say like i got some laughs but it was like i couldn't see oh yes yeah yeah anything. yeah, yeah. I was oh just, like, yeah you were just doing the dark the, doing you were was just it the spotlight the too it was the spotlight no one definitely. tells comics about spotlights yeah i did a show at uh, uh and i they're like oh pretty good but you should know the spotlight it really <laughs> made me feel bad yeah. so you were saying yeah and uh, i just recited basically yeah. what i'd written and it yeah. didn't go badly 
I wouldn't, it wasn't great, but it was like also yeah. like I didn't, it wasn't a bomb. It was, uh, right. hey, it's his first time. And there was like smatterings of laughs. Right. You Did know, you get brought you know. up having it said that it was your first time? Cause I didn't. No, I didn't. And I, I think didn't. it was good for me to yeah. not be brought up that way. Yeah. 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 There's pros and cons to either, either situation, I think. Uh, and I don't know what the preference really is. Well, now I just want everyone to tell the audience I have IBS before I go up. You know, I, I just let them know who, who I am. I have a new podcast segment that I didn't tell you guys about called the Intoxicated Challenge. Okay. Are you guys up for this? Uh, what? What? Oh, I love surprises. Like a surprise birthday party. I think that's when I would actually commit suicide. That would be the moment. I'm like, surprise, and I would take a knife. <laughs> just let the blood pour all over me. You get three options. <laughs> okay. Okay. Three choices. So you're making it our responsibility. Great! <laughs> you can pick one. Okay. Um, you can either show me the first panel of your camera roll on your phone. Mm-mm. Like the first screen. I'm like, what's on here? Like the first panel. We're not going to do any of this. That's one. (laughs) Two is... control freak uh, men. You can pull up your Google and type in the search, and we need to see what comes up. I will do neither. No? But I'll give you a beer. I brought beer. And the second is we we go into your notes section. No, on my 50. What? None? Not even the Google search. The Google search one is always so funny. I mean, let's, let's, it's uh, always so funny. Uh, why don't we do like a random Google search and just like comment on wherever we go? Like think of something, Sarah, that's been in your head. And see where it takes us. like cider. No, I don't like that public privacy thing. We're just show it's all so our funny. stuff. Comics are countercultural. Like look, look at my Google search. It's pretty lame, actually. Usually, it's more wild. And just to feed, I always have to Google that. Always. Yeah. always, always. Yeah, go nuts. The Lost Girls AD. Yeah, go do whatever you want. <laughs> I didn't know what he asked. That's why I said do whatever you want. He said, can I go to the bathroom? The Lost Girls ADHD. That's the article that I shared today about um, girls not girls not being uh, diagnosed with ADD until later in life. Right. It's a huge thing because so many women... Don't get diagnosed as children because yep. the research is bullshit. And then a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, Travis's podcasts. Uh, why did I Google? Oh, I just, that is probably me trying to figure out how to spell authentic. I won't lie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not very juicy. But the, Google's, right. the Google search thing, I feel like there's always one thing that's out of the ordinary. With your Google searches, like, okay, <laughs> for me, on my phone, I've Googled lexicon, flibber, tigabit, exacerbated, repugnant, Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> Wallace and Gromit. Yep. <laughs> U.S. election, the craft legacy, <laughs> Yoko Ono and John Lennon wedding. Ah. <laughs> Romantic. Relaxing trigger points and cats. 
Tips of the years, yeah. And uh, what else is on here? Professional mediator. Okay. I wanted to see if that was a real job. Professional mediator. Someone who mediates arguments. I wonder what, how they'd walk into a room like, I'm here. They hear people arguing. Like, don't worry. I'm here to mediate this argument. What would you say? Whoa. I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> didn't, didn't you, did you get the ads for that master class? Yeah. Where a guy was like a hostage negotiator? Totally. And he's like, every aspect of your life is a negotiation. I'm like, wow, you're really selling this class, dude. Mm. Totally. And uh, that'd be interesting. But he was like, first things first. If you walk into an argument and you have to mediate, you had to be like, ooh, slow down there. It's whoa, a lot whoa, whoa. like, and you have no, to do that I talk, with your hands. Kyle and I talk about this all the time. Oh, take it easy. Yeah. It's a lot like horses. Yeah, avoid making eye contact. Lead with a closed no, hand. I think a professional mediator. I'm good. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I wish that wasn't on camera. I look like a bad influence. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I think oh, if gosh. arguments happened off social media more, they would be resolved much faster. I agree. I think seeing, I think, like, seeing a human face is important. Seeing a hum- and it sounds tone. so stupidly simple, but like tone, a face, looking at, into someone's eyes when you're talking to them, I think breeds a certain base level of empathy. Yeah. You know? The other thing with social media is when you post something, someone reads it, and then they think about it, and then they reread it. And then they read it again, and they read it again, and they read it again, and it's in their day. Like, it's their day. If you say something thoughtless, Mm. it's gone, you know? And they they might sit with it for a second, but if you post something thoughtless... It's there for... It's there for, for like, they... Until the the person deletes it. stare at it. And it might be, like, a bad... Like, a bad... Something bad you ate that day. It might be just a bad day, and you post it, and then... I think you take that, like what Kyle was saying, and also there's a lot of labeling going on right now of like, you make a mistake, you are that thing you made a mistake about. Yeah. It's not that you made a mistake, right? It's that you're that thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, people aren't, aren't allowed to make mistakes. That's why I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I truly think there should be more face-to-face conversation when you're arguing with somebody or in a fight with somebody. I also think maybe less. Not everything has to be hashed out. Mm. Like literally, like sometimes it's like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. I just often think like if these are like a lot of my friends will challenge me, but they're not going to argue with me. You know what I mean? Like it'll be a discussion, which it seems like it's like lost these days. Uh, Ah, it's quite rare. Hopefully Ben Shapiro brings it back. (laughs) That's a joke. Please know me. That guy uh, just what a mind. What an! <laughs> it's so funny. Like in the states, like you have, it's just like like a caricature of a Disney villain. Yeah, uh, everywhere. He's he's a caricature of that guy in your level two philosophy class who just won't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking loved philosophy when I took it. What'd you yeah. take? Well, who's your favorite philosopher? Well, it was just it was just philosophy one on one. I don't really remember much. Like it was just basic. That's where I'm at. Right, I don't right. know much. But about I, I just enjoyed it. Yeah. Any greatest hits though? Just start Socrates. Play-o? I mean, I don't think that Freud is totally off with what he. <laughs> I 
do yeah. a lot of those. T- I do a lot of personality tests. I do a lot of them. The um, it's more young, but all right. Did Freud do any though? Oh, oh my god! I know what I can do with you guys. This is a Freud thing. I don't think you've okay. done this before on the sure, show. Yeah, let's let's fucking. Or okay. this is how we're going to get to know these boys without seeing their as gr- long as Google I'm search history. Next to Kyle, I feel safe, but Here I we still go. don't feel that safe. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Okay. And you're just going to answer them. And we're going to learn more about you. So um, both of you, um, favorite animal? I think this will be the same answer. Dog. Bear? I don't know. <laughs> I killed a bear once. What? Did you really? With your bare hands? With a truck. Oh, shit. By mistake. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, that makes me feel better. <laughs> I don't to kill a bear. Yeah, I didn't like it. it. Sucks. Okay, so is it your favorite animal, or are you just dealing with some guilt over the bear? I mean, who can tell? Who can tell? Okay, Brad, you said dog. Um, three things about a dog that make it your favorite. Um, I feel like dogs immediately just sort of uh, uh, want to be your friend. Okay. I'll also bring up my sister's Norwegian elk hound, uh, Sydney. When I was staying with her in Idaho, Sydney, they were out. I woke up. Sydney came to greet me. It was like a good morning. You're part of the club. You're in. Friendly? Super friendly. Okay. And I think that that's like, you know, if a dog was at a bar with its friends and it, it, a dog would be like, come on, get over here. You know, it would include you. Okay. Um, thirdly, I, I like the thing that dogs do when they, they put their noses down, they touch noses and it's when they want to play. And it's like, let's go. Let's fucking go. And I think it's very, it's, for me, it's synonymous with entering Rift City with comedians. Oh. It's like, let's play. And Kyle, if, I don't know if you noticed, but at the beginning of this podcast, Kyle and I did touch noses. <laughs> Aww. Just how we, I don't know. Not COVID people, safe, but worth the risk. Doesn't matter. That's a lot of people so say it's super cute. Uh, we just say it's what we do. I'm just gonna write that down. I was down to play. I was down to play. Playful. Yep. Um. What about three things about a bear? Uh, I feel like they just sort of are. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Oh, he's getting. Look at his eyes. He's getting deep now. What do you think? What about grizzly man? Bears. I'm just trying to help. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> sort of majestic, powerful. Ooh, majestic. Um, powerful. They just seem like they've got it all figured out. You know. Wise. Sure. Okay. Some some of this is going to be me sheep herding answers to write down. With what you guys are saying. Okay, favorite article of clothing. Uh, and this can be like a specific thing that you own. Um, or just generally speaking. These jeans, baby. <laughs> these jeans. These jeans have seen a lot of legs, but they're never gonna see a lot of them. Now these jeans are molded to my body. They are is, is that your real answer? Your, the jeans? Yeah, they're, your they're jeans? naked and famous, 22-ounce raw denim. They're thick as fuck. <laughs> Feel these jeans. Here, go for it. I'll touch them. I trust you. Yeah, they're nice. Oh, they're, yeah. they seem really warm. Like seem like if you were going to have to ride the rails, you'd want a hard pair of jeans like those. Yeah, these are a year and a half old, and I wear right. them almost every day. So, going back to what you said about your jeans, can you repeat that? 
Uh, they're thick as fuck. <laughs> I like that. Okay. That's a great line. Going but... back to what you said about your jeans. <laughs> let's let's go back. Let's thick as fuck. Um, they're they're sturdy. They're sturdy. Um, dirty quality. Ooh. You know they okay. they cost uh, some some dough, you... but uh, uh, represent savings in the long term. Oh, I like that. Okay, so so they're like and they're quality. Good to... high quality. Save. Uh, don't lose in the short term. Save. Don't uh, save up. RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> I will always call it RSVPs, but it's RRSPs. You know, it's so important to get an RSVP account. <laughs> so when you go to parties, um, you'll be able to pay for wine. Okay, what's your favorite article of clothing? Uh, I like sweaters because I bloat when I drink. So I like a big fucking sweater. Um, women are like, oh, he seems like sort of in shape. Uh, and if things go well, I pull my sweater off and I'm like, oh God, what a nightmare. What it's like releasing hell? the Kraken. I remember a girl said, do you drink beer? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a sweater. It's a, it's I like a complicated a, answer. So it hides, like your, it hides your insecurities? Definitely. Okay. But in, I think being honest about my insecurities, I feel like maybe I'm conquering them. Okay. <laughs> Probably comfort if we're uh, if we're comfort. putting words in other people's mouths. What else with sweaters, Brad? Sorry. What else? <laughs> uh, you need three things about yeah. sweaters. So what did I say first? Uh, comfort, eyes, my insecurities, warmth, warmth, warm. Okay. And um, also, I feel like it's kind of fun, like like choosing colors. Like a lot of people at home probably like, did that just happen? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a choice. <laughs> I put this together. I thought the I thought it would work. Okay, so it's, they're customizable. Totally. Or yeah, cus- customizable. Yes. Okay. Um, Circumcisable. <laughs> um, you know what? When I was coming here, I just had I did have a moment where I thought, you know, Brad's gonna wear a sweater over a collared shirt. He's gonna look great. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a... <laughs> kind of caught me off, off guard a little bit there. Yeah. I had that thought. Okay, favorite body of water? Um, Kyle in a pool. Aww. See see what you're doing to us? Favorite body of water, I would say... Um, First Lake, Sackville. I live in Sackville. First, first uh, that's a specific lake? I used, to play ho- lake? I used to play hockey there, yeah. Okay. Um, and I fucking it was amazing, and the, the coach, the coach was like, "Ah, oh, you're gonna so nostalgic." Yeah. Anything else about that, like specifically that you like? Oh, I think a kid died there once. Oh, I love that. Okay. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> so, so dreams. could I wrap that up and say tragic? Sure. Okay. Fat gut kid died tragic. That's it. Wait, what was the first thing you said? Fat fucking gut, fat fuck, big fat fuck, needs a sweater, fat fucking gut, fat ass, bloated <laughs> bastard, roly poly, oompa loompa man. Um, yeah. No, but what about the lake? Three things about the lake. Oh, liking the, the sweaters. Uh, warmth. No. <laughs> you said nostalgic, tragic. Nostalgic, tragic. Yeah, I think one more thing. This. One thing about the oh, lake. Oh, um, it's really good if, um, if you see like a lot of teenagers coming your way, you can take off your sweater, especially if it's red, and pretend it's like a bull coming towards you. But then you run after the kids and try to swoop them in, swoop them in with the sweater and just suffocate them. 
Drown them, if you will. Yep. I'm just going to stick with those two things. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Kyle and I were like, too many teens. We have, a, we have a group called Too Many Teens, and we try to kill teenagers we see on the street. Not in, a, not in like a, a quick way, in a way that makes them suffer. Yeah. Just, you know, the slow ones. Pick them off. Pick them off one by one. The ones that can't keep up with their friends. Oh, we're all going out for pizza. You want to come? Well, you're gonna you're gonna probably come to straight to hell or maybe heaven if you're lucky. I could fucking go for a cheese pizza right now. Oh, just a classic. Square. You're sending um, daggers into Brad's. I'm so right sorry. Now. Okay. No, Kyle. but also, can I ask you a question uh, before you ask Kyle a question? Cheese pizza. I've always wanted a cheese pizza when I've ever seen a Home Alone two. Yeah. Yes. Look, we know all the same things. Cheese pizza. Yeah, I love a cheese both, pizza. Both the Home Alones, I think. Cheese you gotta get extra pizza. cheese, though, if you're just gonna go with one topping. Favorite cheese? I mean, just the regular mozzarella. Let me throw something at you. Feta. Oh, I, oh. I, I do like feta. On, so here's my here's here's my favorite pizza. Like, like it's the Sarah pizza. Um, pepperoni, bacon, feta, pineapple. Nice. I love onion. underrated pineapple. Mm. So and an onion on there, bitches. Yep. Sweet and savory. You got the salty with the feta cheese and the bit sweet. Of, bit of acid. Oh, so good. And yep. then the pep and yeah, bacon that is, is just good. so great. That is good. That's my favorite topping. I support that. Salt, fat, acid, salt. Oh, or yes. salt, fat, acid, heat. Feta, if I ever get a thing of feta, uh, I will just like eat it by the spoonful. I fucking wow. love feta cheese. Wow. I love, I love feta it. too. I Y'all love are fucking it. Weirdos. You don't you know, like feta cheese? Oh, I love it. But you know what I don't like is, and I get it's part of feta. I get that's why feta has to be presented. The brine. That brine. I'm a pickle guy. Big time. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never I'll never just drink the brine. But pickles and me, we go way back. Listen, I fucking love pickles. I love the salt. <laughs> okay, we're getting getting to Kyle. Favorite body of water? Uh Pacific Ocean. Oh. A lot of people say this. What about the Pacific Ocean do you like? Um Powerful, comforting, nurturing. Oh, look at Kyle! Powerful, he comforting. Doesn't mis- he doesn't mischoose words. It's very. I, I, yeah. I like that about you. If you ever, if you're ever like in, and know, he's the one who didn't finish his degree. Yeah, I was too smart. They're like, you're gonna ruin it for the rest of them. Um, <laughs> but now, if you ever like go swimming in the Pacific Ocean, like in like off of Hawaii or someplace where it's warm, like. It is. It will fuck you up. Mm. Like the waves are so strong. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. But you're also like, this is so alive. That's it's why. really something. It is quite the ocean. Last question in the psychological assessment. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> how would you guys feel if you were um, in a white room with no windows, just all white, in white a walls, white room with right. no windows, probably lighting. <laughs> Similar Simplistic to the white walls around <laughs> me in a white room with no windows. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Sarah. Oh, and Matthew Goodman. We're horrible people. I know. We both had. Was that Matthew Goodman? Uh, the one I was doing. Oh, okay. Comedians are countercultural, so you can't expect us to answer a question in a regular, straightforward way. I'm going to go off the beaten trail. <laughs> it's truth to power. The Whopper. Okay. How would you feel if you were in a white room? How would I what? How would you feel if you were in a white room? Is Kyle there? No, you're alone. Patty cakes. 
Excuse me. <laughs> Cabbage pad? <laughs> ten leaves dilated. I think ten leaves dilated is the title of this episode. That's so gross. Um, alone? Would it? Okay, so picture like totally white. Walls are white. Floor is white. And like you have like this bright lighting on you too. What, yeah, what would you feel? You would feel alone, lonely? So I don't know why I'm in the room? No, no. So I'm just, I wake up and I'm, I'm in like a white room and I'm, it's just me. There's no way out. There's no food. There's no weed. That's right. That's right. There's no, not even one dupe. No, totally white room. Okay, give me light. a second. Give me a second. How would you feel? Awful. Okay. Is my mom there? No. No one's there, Brad. It's just you. <laughs> Wait, not even a sativa dominant. Dupe. You know, I was going to say bored, like thinking how I would feel if I was in a room for a long time. But I think if I'm going like for the tone, how I like read the room, uh-huh. I'd say uh, confronted. Confronted. Like I wouldn't mind it if it's like Kyle was there and we had a bunch of books. Yeah. Just like, that's your corner. This is my corner. Oh. You, you, know, you probably read. You, I'm very slow at reading, so you'd be like, "I'm done this book," and I'd be like, "Oh, fuck you, man. Fuck you." That's the most like, precious idea get, ever. I'm not trying to get killed here, and I'm like, "Okay, but I'm gonna finish David Copperfield soon, and we can talk about it." Yeah. Uh, here, here's a question. I not the biography is... of the yeah. magician. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is what I want to know. What are the intervals? Of like allowing, we're just doing this like pissing. Clearly, that happens probably like within a couple hours. I would say because I'm presuming we didn't prepare for this white. No, room. no, it happened upon us. It happened upon you. Yeah. Maybe like if nobody like knocked us out and put in a catheter so that we didn't actually have urine. That's something you got to deal with. That's an urgent bodily need. We all understand that. Yeah, Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. That's, yeah. that's a, I think that's like, I put that at about three hours. Like, I gotta piss. And it's like, hey man, that's cool. I'm gonna have to piss pretty quick soon. You have an understanding. Next one, shit. Mm. <laughs> right? It's gonna destroy those white There's floors. a negotiation for that one. Like, at that point, we're like, how long do you think we're gonna be in here? It just feels like a TED talk. <laughs> Next one, shit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, clickers. like that's 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 a discussion. Like that's not piss. Like we all understand, we get it. It's yeah. gonna smell a little. Maybe you want to like see if there's like a bit of tilt to the room, you know, just to be like, okay, yes, we want this to pool, yes, away from our books, because that's like that's a problem, right? The, but you don't want. But how the long till we decide to shit? <laughs> I'm I mean, I mean, I think, I think Brad would be the first one to do it. Yeah, I mean, his... you've got some needs. Well, I a little bit surprised that Sarah would just throw me to the, <laughs> the wolves in that situation. We both have stomach no, issues. No, that's me giving you the. It's okay to be the first um, one to poop. But yeah, I mean, some people are like, <laughs> oh, I, uh, no one talks about it. It's like, oh, I defecate two times a week. I'm like, you fucking hack. What are you? Fucking... <laughs> It's like comedy. It's like you got to get out as much as possible, and you got to be on the toilet as, as many times. I'd say in the absence of your as many times as you can. In the absence of IBS, I'm thinking mm, 36 hours. Whoa. Well, when you're stressed, you don't poop. Can I chime in here? You're with, right. 48 with an, an important um, story. 
So men, apparently, like, when they poop, there is, like, the male G-spot close to the prostate. And so women often think, why do men hey, spend so long? That's in- that's Whoa. a test a few Whoa. ahead. Whoa. Don't let's not keep, get keep ahead. no no no. I want to know more. Keep what do talking. you mean? This, I've only just read this. When do we fuck? <laughs> you and I in the white room. <laughs> in the white room with no windows. How long does that take? I'm okay. But I'm, anyway, men feel sometimes. I've heard it feels good when you're pooping. <laughs> Um, when you're pooping, it can rub up against the male G spot. And that's why men like there's literature to support this bathroom readers, <laughs> newspapers that you read when you're having a shit. What the fuck? Old roll dowel novels that you find, you find in your, your parents' basement. Owl novels. Owl novels. Like who wrote that? Oh, I feel I hate myself. I'm My sorry. legs fall asleep on the toilet semi-frequently wait so can you guys does it feel good when you poop well kyle calls me when his legs fall asleep i'm like <laughs> this is part of the french i'm like i got you bud you want I, me to come is over? there any truth to that i think like in yes. a yeah but not in like a oh yeah just like <laughs> this is chill you know that's wild i definitely no uh, for me it's like oh yeah so, and my mom is like brad do you need open. brad are you hungry do you do you need some some lunch? I'm like, no, mom, I'm good. Oh yeah, but eventually you should eat so you can repower your body. Get that G spot to have sex again. with itself. Yeah, but like, yeah, even finding the G spot is easier for you guys. Fuck you, back. Totally. <laughs> yeah, no, but come on, come on, come on. Let's let's contextualize this. It's not like mm, pleasure. It's right. Like, you know, it's kind of like a relaxed. No, he's you're not. by yourself. No, he's totally wrong. It's just like, ugh, it's like having sex with your own ass. That's. Kyle's wrong. There's your podcast episode. <laughs> Sex a, with your own ass. Sarah, own how on ass. earth do you edit these things? This is like, <laughs> we've, been, we've been going on forever. Let's so get this long. white room question done and then I'll psychologically assess So you. when do we fuck? <laughs> I mean, Kyle, it's like, you gotta talk to your wife. That's fair. There you go. Well, but no one's there. So me. three three feelings that you would have. So you said confronted. I you ruined this awful. whole segment. No, 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 you okay. didn't. You said awful. You said confronted. What oh, about other, other, feelings? other feelings that you might have if you were in a white room all by yourself? No Brad, no books, no wife. No, no, no yeah. life, no life. Confronted, bored. Um, bored. I think I'd go to sleep. Sleepy, t- uh, tired? I think I'd just like, yeah, just like turn I, off. You'd, um, uh, you, what's a way to say that? You would um, distract yourself from it. Oh, you'd avoid it. Yeah. Mhm. 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 Uh, two other feelings, Brad, about the white room. Um, <laughs> I would say I just stopped liking this. <laughs> I would say like, uh, yeah, loneliness, yeah, loneliness, isolation. Like, I feel like I'm pretty good on my own. For a long time, but like being pretty good on your own often means not knowing when you actually have to be around people. That's what I'd probably feel in the white room. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I desperately need the re- rejuvenation of actually talking to people. Lonely and isolated. Yeah. Okay, we got it. So we're going to go back to the first question, which was what your favorite animal was. <laughs> and um, your favorite animal Dwarf. Uh, Dwarf. is how you see yourself. So you said dog. Uh, they want to be your friend. 
They're friendly and welcoming, and they're down to play. <laughs> That's pretty true. And you said uh, bear. They just sort I mean, of are. Look at me. They just sort of are. Huh. It's a beautiful bear. They're majestic, powerful, and wise. I mean, is that how you is any is there any truth to that? Is that how you see yourself? Yeah. You tell me. I would say yes. Sure. Hmm, okay. Um, favorite article of clothing is how other people see you. So, Kyle, you said your favorite jeans, um, which are thick as fuck, sturdy, and high quality. That's how people see you. People see you as thick as fuck. I mean, and uh, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. Brad, you said your uh, big sweater, which uh, that you hide your insecurities. Totally. Uh, it's comfortable, warm, and customizable. Yep. And if your gigantic penis comes out of the top of your jeans, you can put your sweater over it. <laughs> like at school dances. Yeah, so no one has to see it, but you'll feel more confident. It's like, whoa. <laughs> 3232, what's sprouting here? Sprouting. 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 Uh- sprouting. Something to the east, sprouting to the west, sprouting to the white room with white windows and white people. So the uh, cream, uh, the favorite body of water. (laughs) I said Kyle in the pool is uh, how you view (laughs) sex. I just saw you giggle on the screen there. I was hoping to make him laugh. I looked at the screen. He laughed. I felt, I felt good. So fa- favorite body of water is how you view sex. So, Brad, you said uh, first lake, which is nostalgic. Uh, I, I like the way you said first lake. You said first like, which is actually a little, uh-huh. bit, more, uh-huh. a little bit more poignant. Lake? First lake? First like. <laughs> um, you said a kid died there once. Yeah. <laughs> So tragic. Well, what was tragic about it? Do you, see do you mind if I is... talk about it for a second? Oh God! Yeah, what was sure. tragic about it is like I, I knew the kid. Um, how old are we talking? Probably about seven years old. <laughs> and I was like, "Paul, you okay?" He's like, "Yeah." And then he just dropped in the water. Yeah, and I just watched, and because I was gonna go meet up with my friends for a beer. And I just thought about like an ice, no, honestly, like I thought about an ice cold Coors Light. And uh, I said, Paul, Paul. And if I see, I said, if I see hair come up, back up over the water, I'll. What do you, but where was he? Like you said, he dropped in. Was he on a boat? Oh, he definitely dropped in. (laughs) (laughs) But like, where was he standing? He was standing on the ice and, Uh. um, and then you were like, what's that smell? <laughs> oh, you're right. You smell that? Well, like, yeah. And I think that was the hardest part is like, I, I saw ducks nearby. So, you know me with ducks, I get distracted. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but then the ducks shit in the lake. And I'm like, it reminded me of my favorite joke. What's that smell? <laughs> what's that smell? And I thought oh. I heard a quack, quack, quack. But it was actually just Paul, the little boy, just gasping for air. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's how you view sex. I hope that, honestly, I hope that as Paul died, 
he did laugh a little bit at that bit. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. Oh, my gosh. Like, so do you guys good. smell something? Yeah, it's pretty good. You smell that? Yeah. <laughs> smells like dead kid. <laughs> smells like dead kid. And Kyle? It's, well, that creates jobs, though. Like, I'm so into, like, local jobs. Especially, can I have this platform? Yeah. Especially right now during the pandemic. Like, it's so important to support your local, you know, barber, your local Business. uh, businesses. And, like, there's a guy who, like, takes a pitchfork and he just, what's it called when you go down the, the bottom of the ocean? You, s- well, that's scuba, more of a scuba diving. That's more of a vacation thing. <laughs> You're not gonna get. Oh, I need some vacationing scuba divers to find a body. Oh, <laughs> free diving. That's terrifying. That what did you say? Free diving. Free diving. Free diving. Yeah, they said free dialing. I was like, yes, please. What's that mean? Anywhere, low phone payments. landlines ah fun times um kyle you said pacific ocean was your favorite body of water which Mm -hmm. is powerful comforting and nurturing your answer makes a little more sense than brad's this is what i do on podcasts though i lose control (laughs) that's Um, how you view sex yep um the white room uh, is how you view death. So you said awful, lonely, and isolated. Yeah. And you said confronted, <laughs> bored, and you'd avoid it. Sure. Yeah. That checks out. That's the psychological assessment. Yeah. Apparently, uh, this is a good date thing to do on a first date. Uh, Talk with. Is these. it like the Proust uh, questionnaire type thing? Well, I don't know. It's a good, little good conversation starter. I I really gotta get a massage. My back is fucked. <laughs> like it is truly fucked. <laughs> this is great podcast. I, I know, just right? I'm say. just, I'm just, I'm just like rubbing my back. But the beauty of this is, like, I think that like. <laughs> You will edit it. I like will. you know what you're fucking doing. Like, yeah. please make us look okay. I literally just had had, had a moment Jesus. of like I'm so yeah. much sarcasm. Like I don't want anyone to think I actually wanted a kid to die. <laughs> Unless that kid was a brat. That's maybe the best part of this whole thing. That Jesus. was a great story. Also, there's no way that test is actually Freudian. Is it Freud? Young. Well, okay, it wouldn't be Freudian. No, I promise you. It's not. It's not Freud. Winnie Cummings has like worked her ass off. Oh, yeah. I don't particularly. She's not my fave, but she's definitely put in the work. Oh hell yeah! She mm-hmm. worked with uh, Chris Delia, that s- sleazeball. <laughs> Delia, 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 yeah, Delia. It's my, also my favorite bird, the Delilia. But now I'm gonna drop they some don't. knowledge on you here. Oh, you're here right. We, it was Carl Young. I, yeah. Young. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Young. Young. Either way. He's got one of those minds, sir. It's like, don't... My bad. His mind will work. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing here. No, uh, Freud was not about... Freud was all about, uh, you want to fuck your, your your dad and your mom. No, no. Well, yes, but... Ugh, I could actually lecture on this, so I'm not going Freud. to. Oh, I wa- Do it, Kyle. Do it. Give, it, give the mind. one minute. Okay. Jung was definitely into symbols as universal aspects of human consciousness, saying, like, we all kind of have the universal unconscious. And Freud didn't think that way. He thought everybody has 
anxieties, things that they're processing. There are certain inputs that results in trends or symptoms. However, he would never try to typify like what one symbol means for everybody. Mm. So he would rather get people to talk about things and then interpret them based on what he noticed they were anxious about or the problems they were having. So it's always tailor made based on what you're saying, what you're not saying and what you're blocked in. Jung's the one who's going to say a body of water represents what you think about sex. Right. Okay. Yeah. Young had like a quote about masturbation. This comes back to what we were talking about, the white room. And Young said that uh, masturbation is like the true manifestation of isolation. It's like that's when you're most alone, when you're masturbating. Unless someone's watching you. No, like no one's watching it. It's just you. Not always. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Louis C.K. (laughs) <laughs> Lucy can. Lucy can't. Oh my god. Can't. Can't. That's interesting. Okay. Well, I have to stop saying that it's Freud then. It's Carl Jung. Yeah. That test. Jung was, um, of course, I... Freud's students. However, uh-huh. they split on matters of practice. Holy shit. Yeah, come on. That's, that's interesting. I want to learn more about all this. That's probably fascinating. I, I would like to things. point out that I know this and also the Ewoks. Yes. Oh, wait. What was that Ewok Ka- song? <laughs> it's Yub Nub and stop <laughs> fucking playing with me, you son of a bitch. I'm looking at your hair here and in the, the screen. You look great. <laughs> the lights make us look good, eh? Totally. I Your whole like setup looks great. I like this yeah. weird alien thing over here. <laughs> For Halloween. I wish I came to your party. You invited me to your party. I bet it was like really fun. I did fun. invite you. Yeah, and then but, you yeah, I didn't I missed it. You, need, you saw it. I didn't see it. I saw it at five o'clock. I, it was too late for me. I didn't see the I didn't see the invite. And then you were so high when Yeah, it was really high. I started talking about antidepressants and I was like, you gotta take this. I was so you, you gotta edit this out. <laughs> try this. Try Lexapro. If Lexapro doesn't work, I feel it's you. Just, I understand. People tell me to try medications. I'm like, you think it's easy for me to get for me to get these? No, I understand. It's not. I understand. I, love I get. People... So, I get. I want to change the world when I get drunk. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. You just want to help people a little bit. Yeah. You. You. you that's what you want to do. Yeah. yeah. You're a teacher. You want to help. I guess. I think I do. I, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a lack of, this is still on here. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> is this still on? Um, normally, I end the episode on a high note. Um, yeah, I don't think that's coming. But I loved it. I had a great time. <laughs> you guys have to tell me. I really did. Something you like about yourself and something that you don't like about yourself that you're working on. We're all about therapy. We're all about self-work. <laughs> but uh, Everybody answers these questions? Yeah. Like- Something you like about yourself? Because we're, we're far too mean to ourselves all the time. Um, I will say, can I go first? Yes. I would say I choose the right friends. Oh, I like that. Hmm. And I would say something I don't like about myself is that uh, um, I can use humor to deflect emotional connection. Yeah, I can see that with you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> capable of having a serious conversation you are because you and i've had a couple serious conversations for sure um but i think yeah there's moments where 
Maybe it's like moments you're where like, you're like, God, this guy needs to turn off. This is not well, funny. Maybe it's, maybe it's just you're scared of vulnerability. And so you then use humor Probably. to from that. Probably. Thanks for That's okay. emasculating me. I'll never get an erection again. And it's been great being on this podcast. No, being a, no, that's no, good, it's that's like, good for know, a man. No, no. Women don't like <laughs> sissy bitches. <laughs> you're right. And I think, you know. <laughs> like there's truly nothing. Well, I feel like if we've come to two things, this podcast, it's no fat hoes and no sissy bitches. <laughs> That's where we stand on um, human interaction and self-worth. I like that you're aware that you deflect. That's good. And that you're proud of your friends because Kyle is a good friend of yours. And that means you're happy that you choose him every day. I'm going to fuck Kyle's brains out right after this. <laughs> Yes, yes. I don't give a shit. Okay, Kyle, what about you? Something you like, something you don't like that you're working on? Um, they're expressions of the same thing. Ooh. I would say that I'm proud of the fact that I can put thoughts together really quickly and express them clearly and effectively. Yes. What I don't like about myself is sometimes that means I don't put the research in because like I know I can kind of have things off the top of my head that kind of fit a situation and I'm thinking like professionally here Mm. uh, you know I write professionally and I know like okay I can come up with a response that kind of fits what they're looking for I I know the rhetoric I know the angles I can do it Mm -hmm. but then sometimes I don't put the legwork in to find like the statistics to back it up to back it up I know the shape of things I can do it. I've always relied on that ability. And then sometimes that means I can be a little bit lazy in terms of pushing myself to new knowledge. Oh, that's interesting. And are you, is that something you're working on? Like, are you working on? Yeah. Like not like maybe just taking a moment. Yeah. Um, you know what? Even it's even, um, you know what? I'll frame it differently. Procrastination. We'll say, because when you procrastinate and you do an okay job, you feel like a genius. Because oh, I left that to the last minute, and I still and you still and you, you pulled it, you rallied, you pulled it together, pulled it together, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then that's keeping me from actually getting to my like my next level of performance because I'm using that as an excuse, right? Just like putting everything into it and not procrastinating and like yeah. going through every nuance of the joke or whatever you're writing, whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Like That's doing the work. It's difficult. I find that a lot with comedy. Like I just, I wish I could just get going without a deadline. Yeah. And like comedy stand up is like the perfect manifestation of, what a what a you know someone who procrastinates needs which is like you have to do it right now yeah and if you don't do it right now you will feel bad for a week and like people what, will watch you you know what do you mean do like right like stand or, up, or no, actually like stand, stand up like stand up yeah. i feel like stand up right, right, always right, right, gets right. me yeah as far as a writing practice goes like it is it's so immediate yes because you, you either did it or you didn't mm-hmm. and then if you go up and it works then that's great. If it doesn't work, you know right away. There's no like, yeah. There's there's no hemming. And it's hawing. an instant art form. You instantly it's see an instant. Well, art if form. I could chime in here and like, what stinks? I mean, <sighs> oh. a lot. I had Kyle. You saw. I had like eight notebooks. I'd go to I go to a local bar and I put my eight notebooks down, 
and you looked at them and like every notebook just says what stinks. What it's stinks? like you're, you got to break through. Do you smell that? <sighs> Guys, what is that Some, smell? Something. What's that smell? What is that smell? What? What smell? Where am I right? Something's, something's gone bad in here. Just over, over. And like with yeah. red ink, like you, yeah. you did that thing where it's like double space that oh, you can go in and like, fill in so with the new stuff. Over. So glad it's over. Because yeah. it was like. That's uh, a, it's a significant part of my life. It's crystal now. Yeah. Thanks, it's just, man. it's like, oh. Like once I hit on what stinks <laughs> and no fat hoes. Um, and I really believed in what I was doing. Like really, like I could tell the crowd was like, this guy definitely smells something. <laughs> and like also this guy is definitely a misogynist, like sexist, patriarchal asshole using his male gaze. And he does not want fat hoes. Your S's are great, by the way. They're sharp and they're very ASMR-ish. You said her asses? <laughs> no, you just said it to Kyle and I. And yes. You're, the way you say S. Pretty much why like Kyle I, and I get along is like... If I put these like, headphones on, can you just say a bunch of S words all together? Uh, sugar plum fairy. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> was, say she, she sells... She, Queen Sheba. Kyle, help. She sells seashells by the seashore. Say that. Seashore (laughs) Chernobyl. Sucks to your ASMR. (laughs) She sells seashells by the seashore. Very ASMR-ish. You could totally it's start an ASMR. You guys could both job. start an ASMR podcast. I think this whole episode's been pretty ASMR. Kind of like low energy, but kind of soothing. <laughs> is this how Very. people feel with your pod? The pod? It's a shit show. Every week is different. <laughs> every week is every week is different. It's so funny. Every week is. Uh, I like the Cavalier. It's a shit show. Some, sometimes it's a tarot card reading. Oh, sometimes sh- it's. I don't even know Marty and Vince I think it's really singing cool. April Wine. The whole thing, yeah. Thanks, I'm man. glad you, you're well, getting uh, some some credit for what you're doing. You know, I, I mean, mean, sure. Let's say that <laughs> you get a job out of it. Oh job. yeah, no, that's true. Give yourself credit. See, yeah, man. I'm bad at remembering. Yeah, I'm bad credit, at credit, man. I'm go. bad at it. Um, I want to thank you both for coming on the podcast. Thank so you. very Edit much. Well, this was so fun. No, so that fight that Kyle and I had it was all, through that it was physical all fight. It was all great. Um, is there anything <laughs> like the two most non-social media people? But if you do want to plug anything, you can plug things. I'll plug. I was on that CBC show, oh, absolutely. Yeah. That aired on CBC. You can check it out on CBC Gem. Oh yes. Also, Kyle. How do we Bar- not talk about that at all? Be, oh, it's, it's totally okay. Also, Kyle uh, Barnett is having an EP uh, yes, let's comedy that. show November 21st. Mm-hmm. And that guy is fucking funny as hell. Yeah. Come out so to that. I'll link to, to his that. tickets for sure. Yep. I'll uh, promote the um, Stuart McLean Vinyl Cafe erotic parody that I co wrote. Is uh, looks like we're putting together a video version to uh, for a theatrical remote release, and I'll uh, yeah look forward to that. It's going to be good. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> well, that's that, everybody. We are done. 
we made it through this episode. Did we? My these... dad's my dad has to pick me up, so <laughs> you guys get to do something special. You get to ring this bell together. Um and ignite the powers of friendship together. No, you gotta do it together. What ring that slap my hand r- into the bell. Ring wait, when I say <laughs> It's really hard for grown men to touch each, other, each other's hands. When I say ring that bell, do it, okay? Yeah. Ring. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, I, we got this. Ring that bell. <laughs>